pump it up here. We're here for a fucking reason, because we're a fucking good hockey team, and we're going to fucking come home with a cup here tonight. Let's fucking go. Sonny, Bo Perry, Benner, let's go. Let's go. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 53 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, June 19th, 2019. This is franchise episode number 186 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And we'll be with you for the next little while talking uh, 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey and the aftermath of winning the cup and some summer activity discussion, including uh, upcoming UFA and RFA talk uh, because there are a number of uh, contracts the Blues need to work out. So to interact with us on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. Jeff's is at Ponder 94 also, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen to past episodes, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool T-shirts, mugs, and stickers uh, for your blues man cave, which I'm sure every blues fan has uh, now or plans for now after winning the cup because everyone has so much fucking memorabilia <laughs> that they're acquiring. <laughs> Newspaper clippings. Oh, my God. Um, so before we get into things, uh, uh, I wanted to mention real quick uh, – as a creator of original content, uh, personally, and, and those of you else uh, out there that also do the same, uh, uh, Jeff fits in that category. Uh, uh, Bill just talks. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, but, you know, the stuff I do on Let'sGoBlues.com, and we do on Let'sGoBlues.com, and Let'sGoBlues Radio, uh, it bothers me when people steal other people's work. So I wanted to briefly mention a uh, blues social media account that you should absolutely not be following. I'm talking about Blues Buzz Blog. Uh, the name of the kid who runs it is Patrick Cox. Uh, he is a kid. He's 19 years old, uh, and uh, he's kind of a scam artist. So this guy steals other people's content, doesn't properly credit other users for their content, and he, uh, that he takes, which allows him to steal likes and retweets on that content. So uh, uh, just do everybody a favor and uh, uh, don't follow this guy. Uh, block this guy. He's, uh, he's not doing any favors. He uh, uh, is a, uh, a fraud as far as uh, stuff he gives away. He does this. Uh, he doesn't give shit away. Uh, he, just, he does it to get likes and follows. So, um, so anyway, I want to mention that briefly and don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, in the studio tonight, we have the beers that we won in our conference final bet with the fine folks over at uh, Teal Town USA, friends of the show. 
TSN USA. Uh, Jeff, I feel bad. You're remotely into the show now and this tonight, and uh, but you can you can visualize the cup that we have in studio back here. For those on the podcast, I'm sorry you can't see it, but it's a beauty. It's a beauty cup. It's about two, it's about two feet tall. It's pretty yeah. big. <laughs> um, and uh, we have beer in it. Uh, from what's the name of the beer, Bill? This is Russian River Brewing Company Blind Pig. Okay, and this is from uh, the again from the folks at Teal Town. Uh, they were kind enough to uh, make good on their on their bet of the uh, of uh, some beer for the Blues beating the Sharks in the conference finals. Is that? Uh Adding insult to injury to be drinking their beer out of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I it yeah, I, I <laughs> it's I mean they I mean they would do it if they had won. I mean come on that's that's what you do right. I mean I I'm not I'm not trying to insult anybody. It's you drink beer out of the cup and it's their beer, which is a good point, Jeff, that they sent us, which I think is uh, I think it's just funny. <laughs> no, don't worry. I will I will be uh, enjoying some of that beer, especially out of that cup. Uh, when we do, I imagine we're going to do another live show probably uh, after free agent day or some point during the summer. Um, I, for those of follow me on Twitter or Facebook, know I've in the middle of a move right now. Things have been a little hectic, and that's why we're starting a little late too because life's just been freaking crazy for me the past week. But you know, got the Blues winning the cup, but I've also got me oh getting I phone calls during the show. Phone. Come on. Yeah, is that I Pat, know, right? Is that, is this guy's a Maroon? new podcaster. Is that Pat Maroon calling you? Yeah, yeah, it's my buddy Pat Maroon. Yep, <laughs> he's uh, he's he wants me to meet at Ob Clark's. Um, <laughs> but wear, wear, uh, wear your St. Louis tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, right. Got to do that. Got to do that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I will be enjoying some of that beer. So you guys make sure to save me one or two for the next time I'm there. Oh, there's there's twelve beers here, and he was kind enough to send us nine IPAs. So I'm sure there'll be plenty. You're, you're, you you enjoy the occasional IPA, right, Jeff? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. I, I like I like all kinds of beer. I'm I'm I mean I'm picky, but I'm not picky. Okay, uh, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, and no, but, I, so this... well, you know, people <laughs> people call all of us picky because we always have the the nicer beer. That's um, not being picky. That's that's being uh, that's having a good palate. That's the way I see it, and I feel like my palate spreads across all different kinds of beer. That's what she said. That doesn't make any sense either. But yeah, all right. I, don't, I don't know about it that. It did in my head. <laughs> it sounded really funny in my head. Oh, I'm gonna say that. You know what, Kurt? You can say whatever the hell you want because we're Stanley Cup champions. We are Stanley Cup fucking champions. Um, God, that still feels good. To God, say. it does. Are we waiting to drink out of the cup for the beers episode? We'll wait for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't want to like jump ahead of things. How close are we though? Uh, okay. Next episode. The next uh, segment. Official beers of episode 186. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue that was. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, how about, how about we do Jeff first? Let's do Jeff first. I, I was going to say, let's do beer first since we're already talking beer. That's some, that, that's what I'm saying. Your beer of the show. What, what do you got? Oh, you forgot to get what, one, I, what I added to the <laughs> opening discussion, but oh, yes. sorry, 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 sorry. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to yes. that later. Let's talk about beer first. Okay. My bad. Uh, my bad. So my, my beer, uh, for the, uh, second episode we've had since the blues won the Stanley cup, something I will. Never wait, wait, stop wait. saying since, all summer. Since the Blues won the Stanley Cup, right? Yep. That's what you said? That's yep. what I thought you said. Yeah, yeah, I did. Bill, did you hear what I said? Um, something about uh, somebody winning a cup somewhere? <laughs> yeah. You know what's I'm funny? Really saying, that, saying that and talking about it now on this show, a week removed from it, um, 
it's a little more relaxed mm-hmm. and uh, uh, reflective, I guess. Because last week it was more like raw and less like 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 unbelievable. Oh my god, I can't believe it happened. Yeah, but now still, it's, still hasn't sunk in totally. Yeah, but now it's kind of like it's kind of it's, it's it's more of a happy conversation as opposed to a crazy uh, I don't know what to think conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Still coming down. <laughs> I'm off I'm the still a line. little bit in that phase sometimes. Like I was talking to somebody earlier today for our summer shows uh, from the Winnipeg Jets. And he, he called it the the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. And I got I got chills. And I'm like, oh, God, you're right. You know, like it still hasn't hit me yet. I, I want to tell the Teal Town <laughs> folks. I want to tell the Teal Town folks, you guys got to win yourself one of these because it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, because they went uh, to with that great. I was saying because they went great contract signing of Eric Carlson. They're yeah, so much further away. I don't. I mean, I, I, the Chris from the show he uh, tweeted out, you know, what did you guys expect? You know, that's that if they wanted to keep him, you know, they had to pay him. And uh, I get it. I get it. But uh, man, that's a fucking lot of money. Uh, it is. That's for, and I don't think uh, Justin Braun's the only casualty. Yeah. yeah, Pavelski might be going. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, they can't sign him. How can they afford him? Pavelski. Yeah, I, I know that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, I mean, that's I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, to lose I've Pavelski, seen, he's like the heart I'm, and soul of that team. Right? I've seen some mm-hmm. people saying that uh, they're going to move Brent Burns back to forward just because they're going to have to lose some forwards to afford Carlson. Yeah. And I'm like, man, he was a Norris Trophy candidate this year. I Good can't Lord. see that happen. I bet you that. I bet you that doesn't happen. Uh, no who way. knows? We'll who see. knows what's happening in that crazy organization? Hmm. I've seen some people saying that uh, Marlow with the buyout, he's going to be coming back. I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, well, this, this isn't a San Jose Sharks show. Let's talk about that no. uh, next time we have the Teal Town guys we'll, on. We'll mention them uh, quite a bit in the show, but go ahead, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll get to our beers of the episode. This is uh, I've got tonight uh, one of my favorite beers, and since the cup run is done, I can switch back to uh, enjoying different beers since I'm such a crazy superstitious man. Uh, I've got the Zwickle Bavarian-style lager from uh, Urban Chestnut. Uh, for those of you that have ever had a Zwickle before, you know that it is very sweet. It uh, pairs well pretty much with, uh, with really, for me, I, I don't know. I don't know if it even says it on here. It looks like chicken. I was going to say, it pairs <laughs> well with any kind of meat for me. Like when I have pork, I like to drink myself a Zwickle. Um, just a good, good beer, and, and Chestnut makes a really good one. Um, so uh, I, I've had Zwickle. And I enjoy Zwickle. Um, Urban Chestnut makes a few beers I like. Um, I I like I almost like their facilities more than their beer. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've not gotten to the um, the tap room in the Grove. Oh no, yeah the the other one's just so convenient to my work. Yeah, that, that's where it's we, smaller. Yeah, yeah, we wind up there. In the Grove is huge. Yeah, I've it's yeah. huge. It's I've, huge. I I don't spend a lot of time in the Grove. I'm just oh, it's just, I mean you know. Yeah. It's it's not very much farther away, but just enough farther away that it goes on. I mean, if you're out in, if you're out and about in St. Louis, and you want to and you need a bar at two in the morning. I mean, they're open right. until three, I think. Right. <laughs> a lot of them are. Um. So okay, so uh, we we have Bill. You want to do that? You got the beer in front of you. I do. Yeah, we're doing the uh, Blind Pig from uh, Teal Town. This is one of the beers that Teal Town sent us. Blind Pig. Yep. Blind Pig from Russian River Brewing Company from uh northern california where uh a few of those boys are chris is down in san diego but and it's an ipa it is blind pig is a prohibition era term for a speakeasy 
Our very first brewery was named Blind Pig Brewing Company, which was located in Temecula, California. It was here that we first fell in love with this IPAs or with IPAs and hops. Our Blind Pig IPA is generously hopped with hints of citrus, woody notes, and a lingering bitterness. Keep refrigerated and consume fresh to right. best enjoy the beer's intense hop character. Okay, so this has been poured inside the cup. That's it, it on my desk. This is not like one of those dinky little six-inch cups that I have over here. It ain't one of these, which I guess we could have used one of these too. Yeah. But for shots, yeah, for shots. But uh, we got the two-foot-tall cup that came in uh, that we that I purchased when the Blues were up four nothing. So and I, I jumped the gun, thank God, because they were sold out as soon as I like after I bought this. So Bill and I are going to drink out of the cup. So so. We apologize for you podcast people who might be a little bit of a... Uh, I'll do the play-by-play. All right, Bill's walking over the cup. Yeah, he's got the beer in the cup. This is heavy. And it is heavy. It's, I mean, you know... It's substantial. Yeah, but it's, it's it, when you win it, it's light as a feather. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, you, uh, just so you know, you really can't see it on camera. So really, anyone watching oh, isn't yeah. at an advantage. Well, <laughs> you got to squat. <laughs> you got to squat. <laughs> You like, actually got to do a keg stand on it, Bill. There you go. Is that better? That's better. Perfect. Perfect. That's better. This is great radio. So, how was it? Was it everything you expected it to be? Hoppy goodness at its best. Oh man. Okay. I'm not a I'm not an IPA guy, but I'll, I'll give it a go. Finish it off. And uh, Kurt is now taking a sip. Uh, no, he's getting down. Oh, he's going lower. Oh, get your hand off his leg. Get your hand off Bill's leg, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the worst IPA I've had. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, Russian River knows how to make their IPAs. That was good. Okay. Looking forward to the Pliny the Elder that they sent. Yeah. and I, I've had it a few times. So I've got, um, I have uh, a beer here that's a bacon and eggs uh, that they also sent. It's an Imperial Coffee Porter from a Pizza Port Brewing Company. Which, uh, so I, yeah, I saw the, the, the label said bacon and eggs. So I'm like, I got to try this beer. It's a breakfast beer, which who doesn't like a breakfast beer? Right. 8% alcohol. It's pretty good. It's a good one. He's done good so far. I could have used a breakfast beer on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) So did you see what I, uh, what I drink? I uh, I hold a bottle of CBS down there. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So we didn't go in behind any any checkpoints or anything. So I should have brought a couple of bottles. Where was I at? Where was I at? Um, I was somewhere, uh, and they had a CBS. Oh, um, I think it was uh, Up Down, that new place that opened up the new uh, arcade bar. Uh, it's in the Central West End. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's neat. It was like uh, when the first night we were there. Uh, it was like the opening night. Yeah. So I have to go there. It was it's an it's tons of arcade games, and it's. Did you ever go to Uncle Monkey's in uh, Edwardsville? No. Okay, they had arcade games, but they weren't the best. Like they weren't big names. Right. But this place has like all the good games, and it's a bar. Uh, it's a multi level place with bar up and down. It's it's a uh, and it's up down from up down up down left right left right B A B A star. Gotcha. So, but it's it's uh it's and they have food there. They have pizza. That you order a window. It's it's neat. It's neat. So Central West End, up down, a new place. Uh, they have shuffleboard out there, uh, a small outdoor patio on the back with the two by four Jenga out there as well. Um, it's it's neat. It's a neat place to hang out. Yeah. We'll, the only we'll arcade bar in St. Charles, and it's called uh, Two Plumbers, named obviously after yes. Mario Brothers. How many are how many arcade games are there? Like a lot of them. Or? Oh, jeez. Uh, 
They got a ton of pinball that lines the entire right wall. Uh, in terms of arcade games, they've probably got about 15 to 18. See, this up-down has about, I'd say they had about uh, 75 maybe at least. Oh, wow. They have a lot. It's, it's two levels, and it's it's a neat place. It's cool. Check it out. Central West End, up-down. I might have to do that. Yeah, we, uh, we I've only been to two plumbers. My buddy lives out in St. Charles, and that's where he always wants to go, and it's uh, it's a smaller space, but I would imagine every time I go there, they're packed that they'll be expanding eventually because it's uh they do have a lot of the best ones. But man, I need to check that out. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and they have an extensive extensive beer menu, a lot of stuff on tap. Good to know. Yep. Um, is that? Do you have another beer, Bill? Um, no, this, okay. this is right. the only one that okay. I that I've got out. I'm, I may grab one of the ones from your okay your cool. stash there. Stash, yeah, we, got, um, we have reserves here. Yeah. So before we move on, just real quick. It's a banner week for St. Louis sports, you know, except for a couple of the snubs tonight at the awards. Oh, yeah. St. Louis FC, you know, we're second team. Yes. team. They just won their U.S. Open quarter cup game. And so they beat Chicago Fire, who's an MLS team. Mm-hmm. Beat them a couple weeks ago. Tonight they beat Cincinnati in the 90-plus header in stoppage time to, to advance to the round of eight. Cool. That is huge for those of you who don't follow soccer. It's amazing. <laughs> that's like, no, okay. that's no, no, no. no I'm trying to be sarcastic. That's amazing. No, I, I know, I know, I, and I, I, I love soccer. I really do. I just don't follow it right. the way I, I. I don't follow it near as much as I like it, which is a weird thing to say. But um, I really, when I hear news about the FC team, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, I'm cool. I, 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 but I don't, I don't follow it like I should. Yeah, like I want to. <clears throat> Well, way to go, boys. Way to go, boys. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats, boys. Today, I know you all listen. Today, <laughs> today in Blues history, Curtis of the Et- Wait a minute. Can I, can I do my announcement? Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. That's okay. No, I'm, I'm the one that screwed up the order. It's, it's all my no, fault. No, no, no. I blame me. I, I, I looked over the first time, so okay, go ahead. No, it's fine. Uh, so, hey, uh, I just wanted to say that uh, I, as far as, I mean, we haven't talked about this, but I believe this is our last season episode, right, of season seven. I would imagine, and season eight starts the next show, right? I, I yeah, we haven't really talked about how that's going to work. But I guess so. Yeah, I guess we'll start with the we don't summer have to do series. It that way, I, I mean, that's fine. Can, that sounds fine to me. I don't know. You can yeah. strike this from the podcast if you like. <laughs> yeah. I, I will. I, will. I, I might. I would say. I'd say. Yeah, it's it's probably the way to go unless something happens and the the entire team gets blown up at the draft this weekend. Yeah, you know, then we have to have an emergency show. Because. Why would we do that? Because last season, the well, the, uh, the last summer season was season seven, so it makes sense that this coming is season eight, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I think we split it. I think uh, once July first hit, we switched to season eight, and I already done a, a fair amount of episodes by then in the summer. Okay, so well, let's was, just go ahead and do it now. Let's say season eight starts after this episode. That's cool. Works for me. Yep. Okay, so there we go. So, uh, and uh, I, I mentioned this on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, but uh, I'll announce it here. Summer shows start actually this weekend. Um, as I've said before, 30 episodes over the summer because I'm a crazy man. And I thought, well, Blues, you know, knowing them, they'll be out in April, right? Because I came up with this idea in December. And uh, yeah, not the case. They have the longest off season they've ever had. The summer I decided to do 30 shows. So there will be shortest. about two a week. Shortest off season. I'm sorry, shortest off season. That's correct. <laughs> uh, so there will be... Uh, about two episodes a week. Uh, I'm going to be having guests from every single NHL team, um, you know, fans or podcasters or bloggers of said team. 
I released the schedule. It's up on uh, my Twitter page at jponder94 if you want to see it. Uh, but first up, we have the L.A. Kings with Eddie Garcia of the Puck Podcast. Um, I've heard you of know, him. I, I can. You've heard of him. I've yeah, heard of him. he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's been on. He's a friend of the show. Been friend, on the show before. Friend of the show. Uh, but uh, Eddie, uh, you know, he's 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 a radio guy, so he has a lot of uh, intel into the Kings. He's covered them now as a member of the media since 2012. So. Uh, actually, longer than that. I think 2008, 2007, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that will be the first episode, and uh, look for that on probably. I, I have it listed as releasing on Saturday, but that is the day I am moving, so I imagine I will probably be releasing it Friday night. But uh, yeah, make sure to check that out. I'll be sure to put it up on Twitter and Facebook, as well as the LGB Radio pages um, all throughout Twitter and Facebook. And then uh, one more thing on that. Something I added last week. We've already gotten a couple people that have submitted, so thank you for that. Um, I've decided to keep the party going throughout the summer. If you want to tell what kind of what we did last week, you want to talk about what this championship means to you, uh, how long you've been a hockey fan, whatever you want to talk about with uh, relation to the Stanley Cup victory and how important this was to you, uh, please write us. Let us know. Radio at letsgoblues.com. Three in a row. How about that? How about that? Got it right. The Blues win the cup, and all of a sudden I put my head (laughs) on my shoulders. Yes. (laughs) You focused. You're focused. It's the beer. Finally. The beer has focused you. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we've already gotten a couple submissions on that, and I know, uh, Kurt, you read a couple of them. Very cool stuff so far, so it'll be fun to to read those on the air. So let us know what you think, and uh, we will read. Uh, Like I said, I need 30 of them, so I'm looking at the chat right now. Jesse Hill, Bob Rakowski, David Chisholm. Come on, guys. Write us. Let's let's talk blues. Today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, June 19th, 2019 is today's date. Uh, June 19th, 2002, Bernie Federico of the St. Louis Blues elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, this uh, a bit long overdue. Uh, what year did he retire? Retired in ninety, wasn't it? Ninety, yeah. So he finally got in. So that was uh, right. First homegrown blue. Yeah, yeah. First, first pure home. Yeah, right. Homegrown blue, which was a kind of a big deal. We forget that six months he was in Detroit, but yeah, he got us out of. He got us. You talk about fucking over Detroit. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, yeah. You get Adam Oates for Federico, and then Federico retires. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I wrong in saying that that was the last time those two teams traded? I can't think of oh, any off the top of my STL head. STL Blues history. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hook us up. Uh, 19, uh, Jesse Hill says 1990. Did I have the date wrong? No, I think that's what oh, I Oh, he's saying said. the year he retired. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. He confirmed. He confirmed. Yes. I concur. Yes, I concur. Uh, June 19th, 1999, former St. Louis Blues uh, forward Brett Hall and uh, tr- had scored the triple overtime Stanley Cup winning goal. Uh, foot was in the crease. Uh, on today's date, uh, Dallas Stars versus the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, maybe if Buffalo, and this is commentary from STL Blues history, uh, maybe if Buffalo wouldn't have listed wouldn't have listed to scout Dan Barry. I think it's listened to. Listened to. Okay, that makes sense. More sense. Uh, who said he was a fat kid and didn't, didn't train? They'd have drafted Hull. 
So it's uh, that, that, and there's an article clipping here that he he tweeted out, uh, which is kind of a, a funny read. <laughs> they were like, uh, "Fuck no, we're not signing a Hall. He's lazy. He doesn't he doesn't train." And then uh, it goes on to say that Buffalo rolled the dice on Keith Gretzky the next year, but he didn't pan out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if only they knew that there was an illustrious career ahead of Brett Hall uh, singing top hits from Laura Branigan. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, coming up with new catchphrases and taglines for the yeah. Blues. We yeah, went can this blues. episode be named We Went Blues? <laughs> it really should have been. We Went Blues Radio. <laughs> we went blues. Starting next week. That's what, you, you know, wewentblues.com uh, is, 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 someone bought it. Uh. Wewentblues.com. <laughs> and it's a picture of Hall. Uh. But it's, it's funny, though, because the article, you know, it talks about, you know, he, Hall scored the winning goal in overtime against Buffalo to win the cup. And Buffalo could have drafted him and changed his whole career path. I feel like right now, Everybody in the world's kind of shitting all over Buffalo. You know, Buffalo, I, I feel so bad for the fans because they are, they are some of the most passionate diehard hockey fans. Yeah. You look at t- TV ratings, they're always way up there, top couple. Uh, Providence, too. Uh, they're, they're, and their team's shit, and they're never in the playoffs. And it's just like, but they're always there watching hockey. They're not fair weather. They love hockey. Mm-hmm. And they're watching, because you know if they're watching on TV, they ain't watching the Sabres because they ain't on TV <laughs> nationally. I mean, they never are. Yeah, so not generally. no, and so they 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 love hockey, and I feel I feel somewhat bad for the fans. Not so much bad for the fans that uh, uh, that that called out the Blues as as far as like you fuckers uh, signing O'Reilly, uh, you got a shit player, and you know we fleeced you guys, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody just tweeted not five minutes ago. Yeah, well, Tage Thompson had seven goals last year. <laughs> it's ah. Uh, yeah, when the best player on the trade is Tage Thompson. Yeah, the the only guy left on the team <laughs> is right. Tage Thompson. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, and his comments didn't age well when he left the Blues. As far as uh, was it holding him back or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Yeah, didn't uh, Dimitri Yashkin say the same thing? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's them. I think it's uh, yeah, it's the player. I don't think it's the team. It's the player. Uh, 1992, J- uh, June 19th, 1992, St. Louis Blues traded Pat Jablonski, Steve Tuttle, Darren Kimball, and Rob Robinson to the Tampa Bay Lightning for future considerations. I think it's safe to say we won that trade. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kimball didn't even play a game for Tampa Bay. He played for was it Boston? I think uh, he, I guess he was moved to Boston uh, before he even played a game for Tampa Bay because this was when Tampa Bay first came in. They right. hadn't played a game yet uh, in the league. So uh, Blues, uh, St. Louis resident uh, Darren Kimball, current St. Louis resident Darren Kimball, and uh, fellow podcaster Darren Kimball. Oh no, but Kimball my- plays the role of Bill. He shows up. He talks. He talks hockey. <laughs> 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 he's a fellow Metro Easter too. Is he over here? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Granite. Pretty sure. Oh, Granite City, huh? Yeah, you don't pretty say. Sure. Pretty sure. Huh. So uh, to, uh, to, kinda, get, to go in. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, oh, Jeff. Oh, I was going to say that uh, it's funny you mentioned Pat Jablonski because he actually, believe it or not, does come up in the summer episodes. Uh, the first game that the Blues had against them, um, former Blue Pat Jablonski made 35 saves on 36 shots to win his first game as a member of the Lightning, beating the Blues 2-1. to one. The extra incentive to win game, I guess. Yeah. I guess that was probably his only win as a lightning member. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> did he get the start over Darren Poopa? He did. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember the... October 13th, 1992. Lefty Pachabonski. Yeah, and lefty mm-hmm. Darren Poopa. Yeah, I, I was... I was uh, I, I, Lefty goalies made me uncomfortable just watching play. It was just, they looked unorthodox and weird to me. Mm-hmm. Jesse Hill tweeted... they call it wrong-handed. Wrong-handed. I like that. Uh, Jesse Hill tweeted in the YouTube chat, uh, We went blues. Yes, we did. <laughs> we went blues. We mm. went blues. Um, the, uh, blues injuries were revealed. Uh, you always see these lists of injuries after the playoffs. Uh, but, but, but the yeah. blues, in, they're, they're still kind of vague because right. they're, they're, they're off they're partying. They're specific, right? Well, they're yeah. not specific right. and they're off partying. They haven't right. been like reevaluated yet. Right. So Armstrong did say we're waiting for him to come back to right. get medicals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, some of them may need surgery, but they're off partying. That's so, that's so funny. Uh, um, did you guys know that Ryan O'Reilly was legally dead for 15 minutes? <laughs> I heard that. I, you, I killed a guy with a trident. <laughs> you should lay low for a little while. <laughs> um, Tarasenko uh, had a shoulder injury again. Uh, suffered in game two of the final when he uh, went off for the skate injury, the f- fabricated skate injury that they, they talked about. Um, uh, which we all like. Uh, as soon as he goes off, social media is like, "Whoa, what happened to Tarasenko? Uh, oh, it's an equipment issue. He's back. He's fine." I'm like, you know what? Every time a player comes back from like being in the locker room, oh, equipment issue. He's fine. I'm like, bullshit. I'm not believing he's fine until like two weeks from now, when I when I see him playing at full strength. He could have had any number of things. Just because he's back on the bench and playing doesn't mean he's fine. Uh, O'Reilly, uh, uh, fractured rib, which we all heard about. Uh, but he said, you know, he, he acted like it wasn't as big of a deal as people thought. That's what he said. He goes, ah, it, I mean, it was a, I had a small crack. It wasn't a big deal. Um, it, it hurt him for a couple of games, and then it was, you know, not really a big deal. Yeah. I, it, it was. Just, I, oh, go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say, it, it was uh, in the Dallas series, right? And he went yeah. from yep. winning every face off to right. not being able to win a fucking right. face off. And he, yeah, right. So. It, uh, it's, which is probably a good thing because that. Bozak, because Bozak, maybe he takes the face off in overtime, mm-hmm. you know, right. but it's Bozak instead in the offensive zone. Yep. And Bozak, then you Thomas. still see that. I know. I'm sorry. I still look at that and see fractured rib. Oh, was it a big deal? Oh, you kidding me? Yeah. There had to be, there well, had to be at least two or three days there where that was just, Oh, just horrible. Well, he did. He, 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 yeah, he did say it was a couple games where he was it was, it was painful. But uh, he he said after after that it, it was it was not as big of a deal. Yeah, I almost Still sat out my it. softball game tonight because I have a knot under my shoulder blade. <laughs> yeah, but then again, you're not pay, getting paid millions to 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 play for the Stanley Cup either. You don't know my softball team. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Well played. Uh, Robert Thomas had a wrist injury, which we all knew about. <clears throat> But they didn't go into detail what it was um, yet. Uh, Dunn had the ha- head and facial uh, injury, which was his mouth and jaw. Well known. Yeah, well known. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, you, you get hit in the in the mouth of the puck. Eh, what's the injury? Eh, you know, concussion slash broken jaw. Broken jaw, teeth. You know, whatever. Torn ligament in the knee. Torn, yeah, right. It's not. It's it's upper body. <laughs> and uh, Kairu had uh, kneecap surgery from an injury he suffered with San Antonio late in the season. Uh, he will be ready for training camp. Uh, if not for the injury, uh, they said he would have been uh, one of the call-ups, uh, one of the black aces uh, in, for playoffs. 
Yeah. Which was, you know, a no-duh mm-hmm. statement, I mean, obviously, but. Yeah, he he was uh, notably absent from the uh, skate when all the black aces got out there. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know. How did you guys so was feel? Co- so was Costa. Yeah. Didn't Costa go back to Russia? Didn't, 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 didn't he play in the, the World Championship? Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, he, yeah, he went to go yeah, play. That's right. Whereas, you know, it was just like odd seeing Billy Huso and Mitch Ranke lifting the Stanley It cup. was. It really was. Um, good, Huso good on was on the bench at one point during the season. He didn't play. Two games? I mean, he didn't play. Right. But So I guess that counts. Right. <laughs> Ranke. That's got to be. I mean, Ranky didn't I'm, have Isn't that weird? I, we we it's, all it's know the, the weirdness of NHL players and lifting the cup, you know, before they win it. That's got to feel weird for guys like Huso and Ranky, right? Like, I, I know they they are part of the team, and I will say that sure. to the day I die. They were part of this team. They deserve every right. Eh, they're, part the <laughs> they're part of the franchise. They're part of the franchise. I think, you know, they're they're in there in practice. They're they're yeah. there with the guys. during In the playoffs, sure, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, so I, I am fine with saying they're part of the team. They deserve to lift the cup. But Do, there's got to be a part of them. That when when the you know hey come here Billy you know it's your turn <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. guys I'm good I'm good I, yeah well I, you know what it's it, it's I I get you and I feel the exact same way but uh, because when I when I saw Allen lift the cup I I, I, I mean I mean I, obviously Allen backup goalie a huge part of the of the team he's on this season not playoffs but you know regular season but seeing him lift the cup made me think. <laughs> just, I mean, but, and, but then when you he, when you see when you see Huso, it's like, right. oh my god, yeah. even more so, right? Right. right. I mean, <laughs> Jake Jake went in there and you know pitched one goal hockey for the period, half a period was it, or a yeah, period it was, was a period. period, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bennington didn't come out to start the third of right. game three, right? So, um, but. yeah, and you know it was weird uh, for Jake Allen. I mean, listen up, I'm with you that. Jake Allen, every right lift the cup. Oh I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that. I just more so than more so than anybody that we we've, we've been talking about. Jake Allen deserves to lift it, but I bet again it is probably weird for him in a different sense because it's probably like I should have been the guy, you know, right. I was That's... the guy, and I should have been one of the first five or six guys to lift the cup. But uh, things didn't work out that way. Things went a different way, and he became the backup. It was probably a very strange feeling for him. It's always weird when I mean I mean I assume it's weird when you are the starter to start the season and then you you lose your job to the backup you know, the backup who came out of nowhere right and then the backup goes on this run wins the cup and then you as the starter for the first half of the season are there lifting the cup he seemed to have a great time he seemed to not care a whole lot and the but, players talked about just how great he was yeah no I get yeah know, didn't didn't bitch didn't complain was there supporting the team the entire way. So he absolutely deserved to be out there. Um, that said, I think he's the first guy gone. I was just going to, I was just going to say, and we'll get to it later more in detail, but yeah, he's, he's played his last game for the blues. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, yeah. he's, he's got, and, go and I will tell you guys, and, and again, not to keep talking about the summer series, but uh, that I'm going to be doing here that I've talked to a couple guys. Uh, one of them being the flames guy. Uh, a couple other guys have brought him up and said, you think he's going to be traded? Yeah, I think if they can move him, they will. Oh, we'd love to have him here in Calgary. I mean, it 
there are okay. fans who, yeah. who really think that he could still be, and yeah, maybe he will be. But it's nice to see that there are people who still think he can be a solid NHL goalie, and I, I hope he does. Go, go, I just hope he doesn't do it against the Blues. Yeah, move to Philadelphia, train to Philadelphia, and then uh, just have the, uh, well, uh, what's his face? Hart. Um, and, Carter Hart. Uh, yeah, Carter. Yeah. I was going to say Elliot and, and Allen again, but yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, UFA? He was only on. You know what, though? I think that, yeah, he is. Elliot's a UFA. So. Um, I think that would be actually a really nice place for him because I think he's great for grooming Carter Hart to become the starter. Because you think he, he wants that? He, he doesn't want. I mean, he I, he. I don't know what his uh, if he what his NTC is, but does he have an NTC? No trade clause. I don't believe so. Okay, well then maybe. He, I mean, I, I would assume he would want to go somewhere to be a starter. That's obviously what he would want to do. But I don't. He may not have a choice. I think he would still get that. Uh, I would. Th- I think he still gets that option. Not option, but the opportunity if he goes to Philly. Because I think, yeah, they they want Carter Hart. But I think maybe you got a year or two where they could still put someone else in there and let Hart kind of be the backup before yeah, but, he takes over. Well, or and and the other key thing about Philly is his biggest fan is now an assistant coach there, Mike Yo. Oh. So he he's, yeah he he is on Vigneault's staff, okay. So, <laughs> which is fucking amazing that anybody would hire the guy that coached the Stanley Cup championships team to the last place, right? <laughs> right. No, what, I coached the best team in the league to last place right. before I left. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm he's he was a hell of a guy, did, a great part of the community, but god damn, he couldn't coach his way out of a fucking wet did, paper bag. Did you see the sign, the parade that uh made John Kelly and Darren Pang like keel over in laughter? Mm-mm. They were on top of the float, um one of the trucks whatever, and there was a sign that said Mike Yo died for this. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. And then Pang, Panger and Kelly saw it in this video of it, and they point, and they just crack up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's got to, I mean, I don't know how much I, I mean, much Mike Yo sees of this stuff, but that's got to piss him off. I mean, I, that, I mean, that's, I mean, what do you expect, right? I mean, I would laugh my ass off, too. But I'm like, like, you know, Kelly and Panger were probably like, you know, best buds for, I mean, not best buds, but they were friendly with right. Yo when he was Absolutely. here. Sure. He's, he's the head coach. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you see them like cracking up laughing. Oh, Mike Yo died for this. I'm like, eh, piss him off. I don't know. I, I, you know, I was asked uh, a, a while ago, uh, will Mike Yo ever coach in the NHL? And I said, some team will give him a chance to be an assistant coach. And so, yeah, that that's fine. But it's funny, and I pointed this out when he was hired. I think it's it's telling to me he was named an assistant coach and not an associate coach. You notice that? Uh, I didn't see that. There is a difference. Yeah, when he was hired, he was hired as an assistant, not an associate in Philadelphia. Well, there are there are. I mean, the difference between assistant manager and associate manager is vastly different in the business field. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Right, is is it's obvious that they? I think they know there's no way he's going to be the head coach of that team anytime soon, unless it's on a interim basis. Uh, the winning, uh, the Blues won the ratings game too. They didn't just win the cup; they won the ratings game against Boston, um, outdueling Boston in the TV ratings for the uh, let's see, 
The rating is the percentage of homes with a TV tuning in, games two and three on NBCSN, the rest on NBC. Um, the average was 28.6 for St. Louis rating, and uh, the average for Boston was 25.4. And the highest for the Blues was 41.8, which was game seven. And uh, Boston's for game seven was 30.2. Yeah, and that was... I was- I was really impressed with that game seven number because I mean, I know it's, uh, we're talking millions of people here, but the watch parties, yes, uh, not just the watch parties at enterprise and, and Bush, but uh, a ballpark village and every single bar in St. Louis. I mean that we still got a 41 point out of that. Do That's you know, impressive. I, I heard that six out of every 10 TVs in the, uh, the TV, the St. Louis TV viewing area had the game on. At some point, six out of every ten—that is crazy, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and like you said, there were fifty thousand combined uh, Bush Stadium and Enterprise. Where if they didn't have watch parties, they're—I mean, a, a chunk of those people are watching at home, and they're getting—I mean, if uh, assuming you know the the ratings would reflect those folks going home and watching on TV, that number would be even higher. So forty-one point eight would be even higher. Because there are so many people, like you said, at watch parties, watching games. Mm-hmm. So that's... Uh, well, and then even game six, like, uh, I mean, there was uh, people uh, all over that went out for that game because they said, if they win it tonight, I want to be ready to go out and party all night. And uh, I was one of those people. We, we went out that night saying, when they win, we got to be ready to go downtown. I wonder what happened in game three. Game three, we had a 16.1 in Boston at 20.6. Both the low the low marks for the uh, the series. Game was three that, was the shit the bed game, so it was it yeah. was it was over in the first period, so right? Depending but, on when they draw the ratings sample, that's true. I always thought it was like at some point, like they have mm-hmm. the, the the folks that have the ratings boxes, wherever they how they fuck to do it now. Yeah. Um, it, it it measures at any point during the game whether the game is on. That's the way I understand it. So, I mean, before the game turned to shit, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But Boston, that was only 20.6 for Boston, too. Do they too. still do it by the ratings boxes? I don't know. I, do I, I'm not a Nielsen like, family. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think we were for a while. Really? When I was growing. I would so screw with that if yeah. I was a Nielsen family. I would yeah, I, think <laughs> I would watch some weird shit. When we first got DirecTV, like mid-90s, we were, we were that that stupid family that didn't have cable ah. until I was in like my junior year of high school. So you watched a lot of Small Wonder reruns on Channel 11. Hell yes, I did. <laughs> She's a Small Wonder. A lot of Three Stooges. She's a Small Wonder. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch Three Stooges so you can oh, stay up to watch the nip slip on the Benny Hill show at the beginning. <laughs> Come on. Nice. One of my this has nothing to do with hockey, but you know what? We're in such a good mood. I'm going to tell the story anyway. One of my craziest memories as a kid was when I saw my 16, actually she was 18-year-old sister come home. And she's going to be so pissed if she found out I told this story. Um, I was up late watching Three Stooges with my dad and my mom. And she comes home. We hear her and we're like, oh, hey, you know, let's call her Sally. We're like, oh, hey, Sally's home. And uh, we we look in and there's three people walking in through the kitchen. And um, yeah, those three. There's it's two guys carrying her in because she got so sloppy drunk, and apparently they even like drove all around the neighborhood just trying to find her house because she couldn't verbalize where it was. <laughs> so 
my mom thought she was like dying of alcohol poisoning and i mean it was a hell of a night i was i think i was like uh, let's see i would have been about 10 and um yeah that was uh that was a hell of a night that was a good time Kenny Jaworski in YouTube chat says the distorted Spice Channel would have won the night won the night every night if I was a Nielsen household in the nineties. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. That might be the YouTube tweet of the season. That, that is <laughs> or the YouTube post of the season. Yeah, we keep we keep calling them tweets. I don't know. Yeah. Do I really? You do. This I did it more sec- than once. Second time. Fuck. I, I'm on Twitter a lot, yeah. so. That's why. <laughs> That's excellent. Well done, sir. Gold that, star for you. <laughs> yes, because we all know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we all watch scrambled porn back before the <laughs> internet. It's like, okay, let's wait if I can see a half second of a boob. <laughs> oh, I, man, I remember. God, I can't believe I'm telling these stories. I remember my mom, like, she wait, would go to what? the bathroom. She'd go to the bathroom, and I'd be like, all right, I got five minutes to turn on Skinamax. <laughs> wow. Uh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, I did not think that the Nielsen uh, uh, topic was going to go that direction. Uh, Stillman's ownership group now owns 100% of the blues, which is kind of cool. Um, I forgot, actually, that... um, So, St. Louis Blues chairman uh, Tom Stillman announced today that his all-local ownership group has acquired the minority interest in the blues, previously held by Sports Capital Holdings, the holdings company uh, of the previous blues ownership group, uh, have been in place from 2006 to 2012. The uh, That's per- Checkets. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, right. Dave Checkets got a piece of this cup. Yep. Wow. The the purchase means Stillman's group now owns 100% of the team and removes the last bit of outside interest ownership of the franchise. The franchise was valued at $157 million, according to Forbes, when the group led by Stillman purchased the team seven years ago. According to Forbes now, well, as of la- uh, December 2018, the Blues were valued at four hundred and sixty-five million dollars, which it's a little bit higher now. My, um, I'm assuming. I mean, it can only help, right? Right. I mean, I'm sure this was at least partially fueled by all of our memorabilia purchases. Like you <laughs> said, well, I've I've bought one jersey so far. I'm getting two more before this summer this, is out. This was this was published back in December of eighteen. Yeah. And, well, and the, so it's, it, could, it only could have gone up since then. The minority uh, uh, stake in the Blues was, have been up for sale for the past or the past year. So, uh, you know, it's yeah. funny because I I, I knew that there was still a minority stake. I forgot it was still Checkets' yeah. group. I know when I read that, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I read the years. I'm like, oh yeah, that was Checkets. Holy shit, that fuck. When I first saw the story come up, um, I was like, oh, this is an old because I still get the Blues press releases. I thought, oh, this is an old press release. Like they accidentally sent this, and I'm like, oh my god, wait a minute, yeah, Checkets does still own a stake in the team. Glad to see that's gone. <laughs> but it's nice stability for the franchise to have all local uh, vested interest ownership uh, with with uh, Stillman's group. So that's 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 good news. Um, so we got the Stanley Cup parade to talk about all the shenanigans involved in that, Real, uh, the, the rally at the Arch Grounds. Uh, 19-year-old Robert Thomas, drinking beer on live TV. That was kind of funny. He's legal in Canada. Is that right? Yeah. We're not in Canada. He's Canadian, though. He's a, he's a good Canadian he's boy. He's a good Canadian farm boy, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's from the farm, but he's a good Canadian boy. Uh, all Canadian boys are I from like, the farm. Well, I like how they, they... I think we talked about it last week, that he was, quote-unquote, bartending at Obi Clark's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, you see, did you guys see Barbershop fall off the back of the float? Yeah, driven by Steen. Steen. 
<laughs> I think I think Steen was drunk driving in the parade. It was uh, uh, yeah, and Barbashev luckily had been drinking for three days straight. Did didn't feel a thing. Barbashev took a spill. He yeah. fell from like what? Yeah. That'd be like ten feet in the air. Yeah. He just fell. On, look, it was going on his back. I'm like, how the fuck didn't you hurt? Like, bust a tailbone or something? Yeah. Good night. Well, we're, we're going to well, find out yeah. with more injury reports that <laughs> Barbashev right. yeah. uh, has a broken back. <laughs> His physicals tomorrow. <laughs> Fractured tailbone is out uh, six to eight weeks. All right, guys, after that uh, celebration, we need to bring you all back in for physicals. <laughs> uh, Sanford puked in the back of the car he was riding in. Did he puke into his jersey yeah, to into, try to hide it? Oh, did he really? Yeah. I, I just saw it go forward. I didn't see it going. I just felt bad for the owner of the car. I mean, whoever joined the car yeah. to, to ride in the parade, I'm like, oh, f- you got to clean fucking puke out of the back? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Sanford will you know, send him something nice to compensate him for that. Sanford makes under a million, right? So he's 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 not making a truckload. I think, I think, I think Steen should pay for all this. Yeah. The, the Mr. <laughs> drunk Driver in the parade, he's like causing people to fall over and fall off floats. Whatever. Uh, yeah. O'Reilly went Amish. Yeah, O'Reilly went Amish, and he, he rode the police bike. And Jordan Bennington rode the the, the scooter thing, the, the VP Fair Shriners bikes. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, that, real that quick, I just want to say, you guys mentioned that uh, Steen should 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 foot the bill here. Why not foot the bill to uh, previous owner Dave Checkets? Yeah, he just probably made some money. Yeah. Okay. On your way out the door, you owe us uh, for car cleaning bill, uh, drunk driving uh, DUI bills. All you Checkets. <laughs> If the franchise was only worth a hundred and what I say, hundred and fifty-seven, when when Stillman bought it, I wonder how much it was worth when Checkets bought it, and then he sold his interest. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how much he made off this. That fucker, yeah. I, I hate that guy. Yeah, uh, my my coworker was actually in the parade. Yeah, uh, yeah. Emily, uh, she uh, she she went down there and they they let her in the the fencing and they she they got pictures and selfies with uh, players and yeah. um. It's pretty cool, and she actually walked, you know, went, went with him, went with him a parade for a while. Wow, uh, it was it was pretty cool. I couldn't get anywhere near the damn barricade. <laughs> I didn't even try to go. Did you? You went, Jeff? Did you go to the parade? Yeah, I was. Too? I was down at the arch grounds. Okay, so you didn't go to the parade. I want to talk about that, but go ahead and say what you're going to say. <laughs> I'm 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 done saying what I'm going to. Well, so I was right, going to say so, that I, I stay. I watched it at home. I I had I experienced. I talked about this last show. Going to Game Seven, uh, the watch party at Enterprise, that was a madhouse of fantasticality, awesomeness, uh, and the place was nuts. And uh, I had my fill of crazy celebration then, and I relaxed and watched the game, watched the parade and the rally uh, at home on TV. So, Jeff, what were you gonna say? Yeah, so I was just gonna say that. Um, so that morning, I decided to go out to. Uh, I had a friend coming in from Memphis uh, for the parade. He's a, he's lived here his whole life until recently, and so we met at um, uh, Center Ice. And uh, listener of the show, friend Scott, uh, formerly Pablo Saint Clair, used to be our tweet of the week. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> that Kurt. was great. I do remember. Oh yeah, of course, Pablo yep. Saint Clair. So, Yep, Pablo Sinclair, good guy. Uh, but yeah, so Scott, uh, we all met up at uh, Center Ice, and we were talking about it. And I was like, "Hey, you know, we we're talking about well, where are we gonna go? How are we gonna, uh, you know, what are we gonna do? Like, where do we want to try and get an Uber to take us to?" And we decided, you know what? Looking up all the information on it, they had said that there was gonna be three big screens at the arch grounds, 
And we're like, you know what? Let's just go to the arch grounds because we had a buddy that was there too already. He, he was like, hey, man, arch grounds are nothing. There's nobody here right now. And so we're like, let's just head down to the arch grounds, watch the parade on the TV, and then just make sure we're there in a good spot for the rally. And um, yeah, the TVs, oh my Lord. They, they they were big and they were great. And they had like Charles Glenn playing, which was great before the parade started. That was a lot of fun. Um, but then they, uh, the parade starts and they start showing a little bit of the Fox coverage. And anybody who was there knows what I'm talking about. They start showing a little bit of the Fox coverage, but then they just cut to the logo of the Blues and the Stanley Cup, you know, the championship logo. And they just keep it on there the rest of the time. Didn't see any of the parade. Yeah, hmm. saw maybe a total of five minutes. Yep, same. And I was—I mean, listen—I'm—I'm. I'm, this is the only time I'm going to complain at all, all freaking summer. Like, come on, how are you not at least just showing all of Fox's coverage of the parade? Like, people are at the Archcrons wanting to watch it. I mean, that was that was a huge blunder hmm. by whoever was in charge of that. But otherwise, we'll talk about the rally in a minute. Had a great time. Oh, that's what I thought you'd say, you dumb fucking horse. <laughs> I don't know why I play that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we uh we did neither. We we went downtown and we hung out in the uh the park in front of the old courthouse cuz well, like I said before, I I brought bottled beer and I wasn't going to have that confiscated. Not a bottle of CBS. Mm. So we, and there was no chance we were getting in. You know, I I was I was sick, so I wasn't like I had tried to get a hotel room and had a hotel room in my cart at the Hyatt right there. So but it would have been perfect and fucking sold out before I could get checked out. So, and, sounds like everyone's story when they tried to get watch party tickets for game seven. Yeah. Uh, they were they were they were there available on your screen, apparently. Click on them, get gone. Yeah. That that was pretty much it. Uh, so, but I was also sick, so I wasn't gonna push it and like try to wake up at five in the morning to get down there. So we 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 actually parked at Casino Queen and walked across the Eads Bridge, and that's uh, what I was gonna do if I went to the to the rally. Yeah. yeah, and so we got we got down there. I got within uh, I don't know twenty yards of the barricade uh, where the parade route shifted. Um, away from Market Street, and I I got a picture of Doug Armstrong's head. <laughs> that's that's as close <laughs> as I got. You know, what? since the players were walking, there right. was no chance I was going to see any of them. So we just we hung out and we went back. You know, thinking like Jeff that they would show the damn parade on TV screen. Yeah, no luck. Uh, I heard. I don't know if you guys knew this. That being at the arch grounds, I heard that they were turning people away eventually at the arch grounds from yeah. coming on. They 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 were they were like capacity yeah yeah when when we got down there it was about nine thirty, and it was already like when we crossed I've, oh really I've, i have a picture coming across the bridge that it was already like you weren't going to get in anywhere near the the main section you and that and yeah and that didn't start until like 130 right. or 145 at the arch grounds right holy yeah. fuck yeah and yeah we we were told uh you know hey if you want to beat the arch grounds be there by about 10 we got there right at 10 and yeah like bill said we walked in and it was like holy cow they're going to be closing this off soon there are yeah. a ton of people here yeah they were turn they were turning people away i guess not long after you got there so yeah it was yeah. it was insane 
And what what was the final total? Like I've I've heard five hundred thousand to one and a half million. La- no last way. I've heard is one and a half million. Well, no, I heard I, one and a half million. Well, like like a day or two after, but then I heard it was revised yeah. to less than five hundred thousand. It was like three ninety or something. Uh, but I don't know if that's like I don't know how they have engaged that because. I don't know if that's combined parade and rally. I think at the rally there was like three ninety, maybe. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. But there had to be way more at the parade. There was a shit ton. I mean, the aerial shots right showed so many, like twenty, thirty people deep. You right. know, on the, and, on the parade and route. The obligatory hey, looks more like or more than you know the people that showed up at Trump's inauguration. <laughs> Saw plenty of those what are you tweets. talking about? That inauguration had the most people ever combined in one spot. It was huge. It was the greatest collaboration of people ever in the history of the world. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, we were political. Sorry. Sorry, one guy. Sorry, one, one guy on the review that, that doesn't like. Yeah, we talked. We mentioned Politex for 10 seconds uh, twice in like five years. And uh, that's the review we get. <laughs> no, but that, I mean that was the you know when I was checking, trying to check things out on Twitter again. It just you could not get a fucking signal anywhere down there. At least not. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they not, were saying cell phone yeah. coverage was uh, signals were awful. Yeah. Not to get uh, not not to you know bring down the crowd here, but yeah, my my mom, don't worry, she's fine. She was she was admitted to the hospital. Uh, for for some for uh, some health reasons um, during the parade, so I was down there, and you know I'm like not getting anything on my phone. Well, whatever. Hopefully, I even said I go. Hopefully, nobody's going into the hospital today. And we walk out. We go down to Maurizio's right there by uh, Enterprise, and my phone starts blowing up with texts from my family. Like Jeff, where are you? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Mom's in the hospital. Mom's in the hospital. I'm like. God, of all the fucking days, of course it's today. <laughs> but she's fine. But she's feeling she's fine. But she's, she's fine. She's feeling much better now. Much better. Much better. What's that she, from? Uh, what TV show is that from? She was. She was just. I. I, I even. Uh, I went. I went there afterward. And I'm like, Mom, are you just overwhelmed by the parade? What TV show is that from? <laughs> the. But she's feeling much better now. Anybody? Anybody? No. Hmm. Hmm. Anyone on YouTube? Night. Anybody on YouTube? Uh, you know, Night Court. Okay. Oh uh, my lord. The. Yeah, it was a. Uh, 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 I think it was Harry Stone's dad. Wasn't his dad the uh, Gomez's character from the yeah, yeah. the uh, Adams family? Uh, he played uh, the dad yeah. on the Night Court, and he had that line. Repeat re- recurring I- character. I stand by, stand by that Bull is one of the best TV characters ever. One of the best ever. Boy, that's a bold statement. And you stand by one it. Of, one of the best comic relief characters of all yeah, time. Yes, let's say that. Supporting yes, actor. Comic supporting actor, comic relief. Yes. Yeah. Richard yeah. Mole. Richard Mole. Yeah. yeah. Is he still alive? Why would he be? I don't know. Okay, I don't know, Pang. <laughs> <laughs> and why wouldn't he? And why wouldn't he be? I don't know if his heart stopped. <laughs> That's right. why it wouldn't be. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, the internet is available. Uh, I, uh, um. Kenny J- Jaworski. <laughs> Kenny Jaworski in our chat says, uh, "Jeff, I was talked out of going to the parade and into the rally instead. Your description is correct. So yeah, that was. Uh, like I said, I. I mean, listen. I knew no matter what. I mean, 
the, the Blues could have even not even showed up. The Stanley Cup couldn't have been there. And I still would have had the time in my life because the Blues won the freaking Stanley Cup just a couple days before. So I'm, it's hard to it's hard to even complain about it. But it is just kind of like, okay, why are we just looking at a damn logo rather than watching the coverage of the parade? That's a great question. Maybe Brett Hall was running the the video feed. <laughs> I think he's got your number. <laughs> oh, uh, Keith says he is seventy six years old. Bull from Night Court. Yes, that's it. I'm, I'm looking at it right now <laughs> in the YouTube chat. Uh, so they uh, they had to turn away people at the uh, arch grounds. Uh, the mayor of St. Louis, uh, Lida Krusen. Is that a surname? Lida yes. Krusen. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Did you hear? You, did you hear her speak? She bombed on stage. Yeah, she she's out there. She's on stage, says a few words, and then tries to get a "We've got the cup" chant started with the crowd, and like nobody wanted to follow her. She was like the least inspirational person. <laughs> she was like she was very droll and up there. I'm like, we got the cup. Yeah, we yep. got the cup. I'm like nobody wants to chant that because you're like yeah. not that. Uh, you're not rah rah right now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it it was it was like a, a political speech turned into hey let's do a quick chant. Yeah, and I even like at first was like oh I'll chant with her. We got the cup. You and fourteen of the people. Like, <laughs> yeah, but but then it was like right after one chant I'm like what the hell is she doing? Like it, she kept she's going doing it too slow and she and, kept going. She didn't stop. Oh. No one was saying along with her. I'm like, Oh my God, just shut up. You sound, yeah, I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> that was funny. That was terrible. And uh, I think really the, the, the phrase that is going to be coined from the rally is we went blues. I mean, come on. That is, that is when Please. I first heard it, I'm like, I'm like, he is, and you could tell that the, the, the Fox sports, uh, one and two, they were kind of snickering. You could hear like, like oh, people that were uncomfortable with him being on the air so long, and they kind of wanted to cut away, but they couldn't because he was in the middle of something. And then all of a sudden, it's we went blues, and he explained why we don't have to say let's go blues anymore because we already did it. So we should say we went blues, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you know what's funny is my wife when I got home, she goes, you know. I, I kind of like in a drunken stupor can understand what he was saying. Oh, but my God, did he not say it right? <laughs> well, I, 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 I get, I totally get what he, what he was going for because, you know, I, I've, I've had uh, a number of too many before and you, I, I, he, in his mind, Hey, this makes complete sense. This is genius. I've got this epiphany right now. And he goes up there on the mic and just blurts it out. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm so glad he did it because it was so great. It was perfect. It was awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I've i told people several times that I think Brett Hull over the last three weeks has transcended to a higher form of being drunk. <laughs> well, he was wandering the streets. Did you see the video? Yeah, He's wandering yeah. the streets the day after the parade and the rally. No, before. Oh, before. The, 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 the night before. Yeah. So he's wandering the streets. We got a parade tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and there's somebody on the sidewalk is just videotaping him. Yeah. He's just walking on the middle of the street, no one around. Is that was I'm like that's awesome. Yeah, like like I said, he is transcended to a higher state right. of being drunk. And there was there was a there was there was a kind of a push on on social media on on Twitter in particular that I saw 
that, w- that were asking. It was like 24 hours after the Blues had won, and the people hadn't, we hadn't heard much from Brett Hull, and people were concerned about him. <laughs> that was my favorite. Yeah. That, and you saw his wife's response, yes, right? He's fine. <laughs> yeah, and, his wife took a picture of him. I guess they were at the lake or something. And yeah. It just said, don't worry, Brett's fine. <laughs> There's a picture of him and her together. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, you know what's funny to think about? Um, Brett Hall is an employee of the St. Louis. I know. Team. I kept th- thinking that. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, let's just say, you know, my job. Like, oh, we we won some award, and I just for days went on a drinking bender and went on national TV. Yeah, we're the number <laughs> one company. I'd be fired in an instance. He, you know what? Brett Hall has never given a shit what anybody thinks. So That's I true. mean, why stop now? Uh, the initial awards ceremony tonight uh, is over. Started at 7 Central. Um, the Blues had four candidates up for five awards. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly was a finalist for the Selkie, Selkie and he won it. Uh, the lone trophy getter right. for the, the Blues. The, the lone win yeah. on the night. Uh, although Biddington did win the clutch player right. was voted on by the fans right. award. But Biddington was but, up for uh, yeah. Calder and and uh, and the Blues. Uh, Craig Bruby was up for uh, Jack Adams, coach of the year. And uh, Armstrong was up for uh, GM of the year. And right. Didn't win those. Right. Don Biddington Sweeney. was also named to the all-rookie team. Right. Okay. Right. But, uh, yeah, so my observations from this, um, uh, just, just move the damn voting till after... The, yeah, well, the, I, I, I know they, they want to fill the, the dead air the week leading up to the playoffs with announcements who's been nominated in that. But come on. Well, I, 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 mean, I guess I understand it because players that aren't uh, participating in the playoffs don't get a chance to add to their value for these awards. I mean, Elias Patterson didn't I, add to I his know. value for the award after January fucking first. I know. And if you were to give out the award after Christmas, you know, at the end of the at 2018, Pedersen wins it hands down. Not a question. Yeah, because Biddington hasn't been called up yet. Right. And exactly. And then if you were to award uh, the award based on the performance after Christmas, it's Biddington hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Not a question. Um. So it was interesting to see. Uh, Pedersen win that. I mean, everyone. I think everyone thought he was going to win it. I mean, but I think that really. I mean, I think after seeing the playoff run, which obviously does not count in the voting, um, I think we all know who the best rookie was. Right. This season, and we also well, and, know and who we've the, we've discussed this uh, yeah, right. with uh, a, a former, um, well, not former. I don't I don't know what his deal is, but uh, but Lance from uh, the Drop Podcast. He, had some announcement on Twitter. I didn't really fully understand that, Lance. If you want to clarify, please do. Um, but uh, we had this talk because Paul we we agree. What's that? Or Paul? Yeah, Paul. His social, oh, Paul. His social media. Yeah, Paul. If you Paul, if you would like to uh, comment as well, we'd like to hear from you. But anyway, um, Kurt, uh, we had talked about uh, who we think is the most uh, impactful rookie, and I think hands down, no question. It's Jordan Biddington. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, you look at Lars Pedersen. He, yes, he was great. He was fantastic, but he didn't have much of an impact on his team because his goal. And I'm not saying it's nothing against him. It's that his team was he wasn't surrounded by a lot of talent, and Biddington was. So that's that's a little unfair to say that. But at the same time, 
without Bennington, the Blues don't go anywhere this no. season. You, you know what my thing with it is? is that to me, goaltending is a weighted position because I think that that uh, excelling and doing what Bennington did at his position was a lot more difficult than what Pedersen did at his position. Because you can you can be a really good offensive forward as a rookie, and you can be hidden. You can uh, by the coach. You can you play matchups, and you can you can be you can be a poor offensive forward, you know, and just a poor defensive forward, uh, and and make mistakes out there, but still get you know uh, your handful of goals and assists and be up for rookie of the year. But if you're a goaltender and you played as much as Bennington did in the second half, and do what he did and play as well as he did. You can't hide a goaltender. You, you can't play matchups with a goaltender. I, I, that, 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 to me, Bennington's performance is uh, amplified, magnified, however you want to say it. Uh, it's weighted more than Pedersen's because of the position he plays. It's so much more difficult to try and win the Calder as a goalie because of, of, of the, the, the fact that you can't play matchups with a goalie. You can't hide a goalie in the in the lineup. Yeah. To me. Being a goalie is so simple. Even a Bill Day can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't the smartest breed. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, and that's that's been said a lot. You, you gotta be a idiot to play a goalie. <laughs> you gotta have balls. And Jesse Hill says winning the cup has nothing to do with it. Yeah, uh, right. that's and that's no, the, we and, know. Right. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing to remember. All the, the voting for this is, is done, done before the playoffs. Yeah, before the playoffs. Right. But even so, the run that right. Bennington took exactly. us from to get us even into the playoff picture is worth it. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. It's, it's, to me, it's positional uh, weightedness. If so I, is this this is a hockey writer's vote? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So good Canadian franchise got something and Mark Giordano is that another one the, yeah the he Morris? won Norris yeah. yeah but is that another hockey writers one or is that a I think it's all yes, it's all yes. Writers. Yeah. yeah 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 I don't know I mean good good on Giordano I mean they, they people yeah no I was happy to see him win it yeah you know he's he deserved it a few years back and got snubbed so good that's what it works yeah. though yeah. You, you you win the Norris based on right. a previous season but you can't win the best <laughs> based on it or the uh, root Calder. Uh, Calder based no, I know. I know. So, well, Gretzky didn't win the Calder either. Yeah. He didn't qualify. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is uh, maybe this is our uh, Barrett Jackman Hendricks <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, right. This is our karma coming back. Uh, yeah, I was it. just going to say that. That's I'll, that's perfect. I'll accept it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I uh, I I'm not even going to be that mad about it. Um, I'm not mad I about thought, it. I just I just think it was wrong. Right. No, I, 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 it's it's hard for me to say. I think it's neck and neck. Um, just because you look at the way the NHL carries itself now, it's all about the goal scorers. They want goal scoring, and I, so that's what they're going to publicize. I get so it. That's how the right. That's how the writers are going to vote. So I, I'm not even mad about it. Lars Pedersen's a hell of a hockey player, and I think he's going to have a hell of a career. But um, at the end of the day, let's uh, let's see Jordan Biddington step up and. Uh, and uh, have an even better career. But you know what I loved was was that last regular season game, the uh, the shootout when he beat Pedersen to win the game. Yeah, I thought Pedersen did beat God, him in the game. I, earlier I wish that they could just point to that moment and say, "We don't care what the hockey writers voted. Bennington beat Pedersen. Bennington gets the Calder." Pedersen did beat Bennington for a goal in regulation, though. 
later in yes, the game. Yes, he did. But yeah. you know what? Speaking of uh, 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 first half performance versus second half performance, to me also, Bennington's performance in the second half, those second half games are harder to win than first half games because teams are pushing for playoffs. And the Blues were under the gun. They had pressure. They had to play well. I mean, what's Vancouver going to play for? I mean, they're playing. I mean, they didn't. I mean, they're playing out the string. Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, they're playing against teams who are making a playoff push in the second half. So game points are harder to come by in the second half. So that's, that's another reason why I think that, you know, at what point during the season a player plays really well when they're up for an award should be factored in. I'm not so sure it was. It couldn't have been because Pedersen winning the Calder was strictly based on the first half performance. If it was, if they factored in the second half, he wouldn't have been even nominated. Not even close. No. So I don't know. I I guess I, I'm complaining a little bit about everything, you know, in terms of the awards. Um, so did you? We talked about this before the show. You didn't get to see anything. But no, I, I, I turned it on the last like five minutes. I got home. So we'll go back to the Lady Bang. So Ryan O'Reilly's up for the Lady Bang mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, Alexander Barkov and uh, forget who the other one was. I don't have him here in front of me. Yeah, but uh, so I said, I told Julie we were watching at home and said it's going to be Barkov because they've got to give Florida something at you know to keep their hockey fans interested. And the guy gets up on stage. And his his intro is, uh, thank you. I have more friends here from Finland than Florida. <laughs> like Jesus, even he's taking a dig at his own fucking friend. You know his fan I've, base. I've said that. I've said this for years that the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, as far as a team that that could move or be, go somewhere else, I mean they they're, they they got to be up there. I mean, yeah. it's just Sean Sean Monahan was the other player. Yeah, uh, that's right. Right, boring yeah. Sean Monahan. That's right. Um, I will say though, in that one, and I know you guys probably felt that O'Reilly deserved it. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what Monahan's number was to, to be honest, but I think they um, both I had, the actually, other two had six minutes in penalties. I was actually a little shocked that O'Reilly was even nominated. Now, I'm not saying that that he was dirty or anything, but he actually had more penalty minutes this season than I remember him ever having in a season. He had 12, and that's. I know that's still a very extremely low number, and he's so good defensively to do that is so impressive. But at the same time, I was I was a little surprised to see his name among those that were candidates. So I wasn't so upset when he lost this one because I was I was honestly you know I was happy he was there. I was happy he was to be there. You know, it's uh, it, it was a good moment for him to at least be there and involved in that. But. Um, I was fine with Barkov winning that one. You know, I think if you're talking such low penalty numbers, like six versus twelve, so it's essentially three minors versus six. I mean, that's next to nothing. But I think you almost have to, and it probably would be pretty easy to do, just to go look at the type of penalties he took. Like if we're talking, yeah. if we're talking, uh, flip over the glass delay game <laughs> uh, versus a, a two a two handed wicked slash, you know, against someone's shin for two minutes. I mean, what's more gentlemanly, right? So yeah, yeah. That and I mean, I, I'm thinking about it. I can think of honestly, I can think of three of his penalties this season, and I want to say three of them were hooks, so which that's, is not that's it, half. Yeah, it's not a vicious. That's not a vicious penalty. I mean, right? That's that's a defensive penalty. We're not talking a roughing. We're not talking a, a slash. Uh, UFAs and RFAs. 
that the Blues have. Uh, current cap space sits at $18.7 million. Oh, with- should, should we at least give uh, O'Reilly some praise for winning the Selkie? Yeah, we yeah, should. We, we should. And we mentioned it, but I think that he, uh, he I mean, it's a well-earned. Uh, he's... Uh, I, I I thought for sure this was the one he wasn't going to win because Bergeron was nominated. Right. Well, that's what I thought too. Bergeron, four time winner. Yeah, but so, we yeah, but we beat Boston. We play Boston. Doesn't matter. We match up against Boston. St. Louis fucking beats Boston. Uh, Bergeron <laughs> and Kopitar. And number one in hockey and crime. <laughs> <laughs> but that go. didn't hold up so well in the GM thing either. Don Sweeney won GM of the year, which, uh, yeah, it's that's robbery. Baruby not getting it. Yeah. yeah, Barry Trotz did a you know did a Here's, pretty good turnaround job, but that's what he that was what was expected. Yeah, I I, I don't the get the Baruby thing. Is the, the, the Baruby? I, I was honestly most. I was fine with Trotz. I was surprised by GM. I. I thought that of all three candidates, Sweeney was the least worthy. I thought Brube was the best, uh, the best candidate for Coach of the Year, and I thought Armstrong. And I, I'm, I'm like, I sound like a homer here, but I mean, how how do you not give it to Armstrong? I mean, he he makes a number of moves, overhauls the the center position up and down, the, all of them. Up in the lineup, we had we had O'Reilly, we had Bozak, we had uh, 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 Shen, Pron. Yeah, I mean all the the center the, completely overhauling the middle of the lineup, and uh, uh, granted, and and it brings any actually uh, brings in Brube. Granted, it was to replace uh, Yo, which was his hire, but that's kind of uh, Army's mo, right? He his method of operation is to Make a shitty move, and then, oh, we'll correct it later and be that much better because of it. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that's that's been that's what's happened with a number of his moves. A shitty, shitty signing or a shitty move that in the end ends up working okay because he fixes it, and then we're better off in the long run. Right. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, you know, bring Patrick Berglund back and you know. Uh, right. And. Vladimir Sabotko. Yeah. Oh. And then flip him for Ryan O'Reilly. Well, hell, hell of a trader, bad signer. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And that's why I'm kind of worried about the free agency this offseason a little bit, uh, that we're going to overpay for some guys. But uh, to be honest, that O'Reilly trade doesn't happen without Berglund's agent fucking up, huh. yeah. which is like. Can't can't point that out enough. I think I, I mentioned in a tweet uh, that the, the, the stars aligned for the Blues this season. like stuff Stuff like that. That never went our way ever, but Berglund's agent screwing up with his uh, team request for no trade, uh, submitting it late, and then so therefore avoiding it or whatever, and and that not applying, and him being able to be traded to anybody, and then boom, they trade him to Buffalo, <laughs> and uh, brings in O'Reilly. I'm like, holy shit, that that's not a Blues thing to happen. That's a thing that happens against the Blues. That's the thing. The Blues. Yes. That's that's not something that happens in our favor ever, but uh, it happened, and it just it's just one more piece of the puzzle that uh, is a interesting story for the Blues. And to be honest, they're the franchise. The entire franchise has had an extremely interesting story, and this is just one more interesting uh, piece of that pie. It's crazy. the The Blues make a good book. They really do, top to bottom. Yeah. The entire history of the team. It's fascinating. 
Well, this season alone makes a great movie. I know. And, then, and someone's got to make it, right? I mean, there's been so many fantastic movies. You, you would have thought someone would have made a game, uh, uh, a movie about Freeze and the Cardinals in, game, you know, in, in yeah. 2011. Too soon. That hasn't happened yet. But Too soon. I, yeah, I don't know. Who, uh, who plays Craig Berube in the movie? John Hamm. I don't know. I don't think John Hamm has the uh, the. You, you okay? So you can only cast St. Louis people. So you got to get Scott Bakula in there. Who who, who plays this Doug role? Armstrong. Who plays this role? Pump it up here. We're here for a fucking reason because we're a fucking good hockey team and we're gonna fucking come home with a cup here tonight. Let's fucking go, Sonny, Bo, Perry, Benner. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. How, who who plays that guy? Denzel Washington. <laughs> uh Oh, I could do uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Hua guy, um, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. <laughs> no, yeah. He, I, I don't think he'll ever play another sports coach. No, ever, probably not ever again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess you could do uh, what's his face, Kurt Russell. That uh, not yeah. Kurt Russell. Um, yeah, I can't do that again. You, no, you can't can't have him come back. I mean, yeah, he's her, he's her Brooks, right? right he's yeah. How about uh, oh, you know what would be good is um, Dennis Leary. No, <laughs> oh, I don't no, think he'd no, do that. No. He wouldn't play that role. <laughs> um, God damn it, I can't think of his Jeff Bridges. Okay, the dude. I can see that. Getting yeah, closer. The dude. Yeah. the dude is a little mellow. For maybe he can pull off. Can he pull off fiery? He can. I think okay. he can pull it off. He can. Right. He he did a bit of that in the Iron Man movies, right? Yeah, yeah, Obadiah. John Goodman. Bob Rukowski says John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Goodman's getting up there in age, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking, I mean, he's lost. He's one of those guys that uh, he used to, you can tell he, he used to be big, but he's older and has lost weight. And he's got that old, skinny, used to be fat guy look. You know what I mean? Yeah. We uh, got, uh, man, we got a couple here. We got uh, Keith Price says Richard Mole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, that's comedy it's Doug Armstrong Kenny Jaworski says Christian Bale uh, Brent Kell yeah. we've agreed a lot there Brent Brent says I can see Jeff Bridges he seems like a cool dude good for you Bo, Brent yeah. uh, Bo Bridges. Jesse Hill says Ed Lautner plays Baruby and, uh, and then Brent Kell says dead. more like Bo Bridges <laughs> yeah. stick tap on Ed Lautner coach from Youngblood but he's yeah, dead. he died. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. Oh man. Uh, but what about uh, the guy that always plays the drill sergeant? He was an uh, actual Arlie. Like, he died. He, he just died. died. Yeah. Oh, he would have. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But no, I I kind of like the idea of Christian Bale because he's willing to take on a, a you know a, a role and do some uh, you know prosthetic uh, you know hair and facial stuff. So why don't we get uh, um. Jamie Rivers to play. I've never seen so many keyboard tough guys in my life. <laughs> and not even keyboard <laughs> keyboard tough guys. <laughs> not even close. Uh we got Keith Price saying Tom Hanks. Um uh Brent Kell says Michael Douglas. Hmm? Uh Tins Mask. This isn't a bad one. Robert De Niro. Okay. All right. I, I have not heard the perfect name yet, though. I haven't said. I haven't heard like, yes, that's the guy. I haven't heard that yet. I'm I'm sticking with Jeff Bridges. Okay. 
I, I like to, I'd like to see him pull off fiery. Uh, if he can do that, I, I'm with you. Uh, UFAs and RFAs, which we can talk about. So the current cap space sits at 18.7 million, with it being rumored to be going up by about two million. Uh, so possibly 20.7 million in cap space the Blues would have. Um, thoughts on who returns and who doesn't, uh, and for how much money these guys are looking at. So <clears throat> UFAs are, uh, again, for those who don't know, unrestricted free agents. Um, they can go anywhere uh, if they want. Uh, listen to offers from any team. Maroon, Gunnarsson, Delzato, Nolan, uh, Thorburn. They, 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 these aren't your bigger names on the team. You got Maroon, but uh, and then RFAs are where the names come in. Right. Bennington, Edmondson, Sundquist, Barbashev, Blay, Fabry, Sanford, Soshinov. So, yeah. So I'd say you know is as integral as he was to the. Stanley Cup final narrative, and he played a huge part down the stretch. Carl Gunnarsson, I think, played his last game as a blue. I said, I, th- I, th- I thought, uh, I thought for what I agree with you, and I thought that uh, Gunnarsson as a UFA will probably get a uh, more money elsewhere uh, than the Blues need to offer him. I think because he made how much? He made three plus last year, was it three and a half? I think, I think he three made and three and a half. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, that's eh, a lot for Gunnarsson. I, mean, I think for, at the very least he gets that on the open market. If I, not more. Yeah. I agree with you, and that's why I think he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. Yeah, he scored game winning overtime goal. Yeah, he, he's going to get paid. <laughs> he's going to get paid. He'll, yeah, he'll get paid I he'll get four I, somewhere. When that right. goal went in. That was the first thing I said. Was I'm like, oh man, I wonder if that is going to affect his UFA status at all. Yeah, I mean, not it's not going to be huge, but somebody's going to say the guy can produce in clutch moments and and take a flyer on him. Um, but yeah, I think he's gone. Um, I think you uh, you try to find a way to bring you know to. I think Maroon signs a, a team friendly deal. Uh, you think to stay okay, here? That Maroon is the mo- Maroon is the most interesting to me. Yeah. Because I yes. think I because I, he at one point uh, seven five he made last year one year deal, um, it was it was a f- uh, hometown friendly team friendly deal, um, partially because he didn't get a lot of offers elsewhere. New Jersey offered him more money, but he chose to come here. Um, to be mm-hmm. honest, I mean, I I don't go much over two for Maroon. Yeah. I, I I I mean I I know he's going to ask for more. But I, to be honest, I don't. I don't think he's worth any more than around two ish, a little more than two. I think yeah. on the open market he could get two point five to three. I yeah. I agree and, with you, but I don't think so. He's it, worth so that. it makes you wonder: is it, it? I mean, do you go over two for him? Does he so, take two to stay in St. Louis? So again, go back to previous comment: Doug Armstrong, bad signer. I think he gets four here. Four. See, I, and that that was my four. comment on Twitter earlier. I don't think. He deserves more than around a little over two, but I can see us overpaying for Maroon, yeah. and I and that worries me a little yeah. bit. I I yeah I didn't see your tweet, but that's okay. exactly no, I agree my with thought you. process. Same. I, well, I think, great minds, yeah. Bill. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's not four. That's way too much. Go back to the the October, you know, Phil Maroon spilling the beans that he's already you know got a handshake deal for the contract extension come January that never materialized, right? If there's anything to wait, that. Phil Maroon was wrong about something on Twitter. What? No. <laughs> what? Come on. Uh, as I he recall, was wrong about Maroon coming here. So okay. as, as I recall, there there was there was a, <laughs> a kerfuffle, if you will. There was. Um, well, he was right, but he was wrong. 
Let's put so, it like this. He was he was right off of Twitter, but then once he got on Twitter, he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm I'm comfortable saying that now. Yeah. So so yeah, I think they'll I think they will uh pay Maroon. Um uh, you know, it, I and I think somebody the, the thought process is there's always a dumber GM out there who's gonna look to pay him more. Um, you know, based on previous experience, but then again, you know, that there's a huge name in that same category now. That's actually a much more prolific goal scorer. Corey Perry bought out by the Ducks today, so they're the oh, same, yeah, same kind of uh, sandpaper. You know, gets under the that's other team's a nice skin. way to put it. Yeah, sandpaper. Well, sandpaper. Yeah, you know. he's I know I know, but he's like he's like the yeah right. It's more than sandpaper. He's it's like, a dick. It's like boulders glued to paper. <laughs> right. So, so he, so that that may affect Maroon's market outside of St. Louis. I but Maroon had twenty eight points last year as a minus player. Yeah, and ten goals, and he didn't like get most of those until late in the season. Right. A lot of them were big though. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they weren't. Right. I just, but, but right, no, he was, but he was a non-factor was, for three fourths well, of the season. I'd, I'd say that he was, he was a, a negative factor more than a non-factor. I would not disagree with that. But yeah, I, I, I still think that he's going to get four. You know, if he gets four, I want on the term. I think two years four. Uh, I, 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 Jeff, I mean, what do you think? I, 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 I if he's going to get four, I'd rather he go elsewhere. Um, it's, that is, I, I think four is too much, but I do think that I could see Doug Armstrong. I mean, you look at, uh, even some good, some good GMs, uh, have made some mistakes, um, after Jordan winning Lutera. the cup, you know, uh, what's that? Your Lutera. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, right. And I'm just saying, you know, like you look at like Dean Lombardi after they won that first cup, he locked up everybody. Even though it was like, dude, Dustin Brown is not going to be good in six years, you know, right. let alone three, you know, and then uh, Dustin Penner, you know, all these names, they're not going to be that good. Mike Richards, right. and they and, just continue to lock him up. And that is the concern with really any GM, not just Doug Armstrong, that they win a cup and they're going to say, okay, well, you want that raise? I'll give you that raise. You know, let's, let's spend the cap. Let's keep all these guys together. Uh, Four million is a lot of money for him. I would probably, uh, just because I think he does add an element to the team that they need, uh, I would be willing to probably go up to about three, three point five. But I think even that is an overpayment. Yeah. That that doubles the salary from last year. So yeah, I. See, I'm like I'm like maxing out on him like two and a quarter. Yeah, I mean that's half, that's tops. what I think he should be paid. Yeah, but uh, no, what yeah. I think he will be paid. Right, is, and, I, and that's is, what we said. This, I I think right. they're gonna overpay for him, and right. I I'm Jesse, hoping the overpay uh, is like three. Jesse Jesse Hill adds, uh, "Do you let Edmondson go?" I say yes, and Maroon signs two years at two point three. Mm. I'm guessing he means two point three per. I don't want Edmondson to go. Yeah, no, I, I think Edmondson think, be pretty I, cheap. I know. Well, he made okay. He made. Th- what did he make that? He made three million. He had to go to arbitration. Last yeah, year, right? he had one year deal for three million last yeah. year, last season. Right, and I don't think he makes he any more. Right, no, he doesn't get a raise. That's no, he. Yeah. I think it's a he'll make he'll sign about the same. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because he, I mean, healthy scratches late in the right, season in the playoffs. I mean, come and, on. And he was he wound up being you know third pairing defenseman when he was. Yeah, in. and I don't think he takes a pay cut. 
I think I don't think they're going to do that. I yeah. think yeah, I think he makes about the same. Yeah, I think so. And um, I'd like I'd like him to stay. I think so, he's yeah. I I, I, like him. I think he's serviceable, sure. especially since we we all agreed that Gunnarsson's done. He's a very good. And if Gunnarsson leaves, yeah, I yeah. think you have to bring him. Yeah. And, I, and I think Edmondson is a really good third pairing defenseman. Yeah, for third. I, I I agree. I I think the the most interesting thing, the most interesting conversation on as far as who gets what money is Bennington. Oh, and plus Edmondson's an RFA too. So yeah, I mean, right. the, the RFAs are more likely to stay. Right. And yeah, yeah, we we got a question earlier. What does uh, what does Bennington make, sir? I don't remember who said that. Uh, Kenny Jaworski, I think he's joking here. He says, "Does Bennington remain our starter?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> who is that? Is that the is that the what's his face from the hockey goalie podcast thing? Uh, Bennington made uh, six fifty last season. Yeah, I think he gets six point five. Are you serious? I was. Yeah, on, I think. I think. Uh, I was. I was thinking about uh, 4.75. Yeah. Well, I, more than Allen. He's got to make more than Allen. But yeah. I, I think I think there's – so every year, you know, the, people talk about it and every year it never happens, but the year of the offer sheet. This is the year of the yeah, offer yeah. sheet. So this year, Bennington is the most attractive goalie. Like I think a lot of teams kick themselves for not offer sheeting Matt Murray when they had a chance. So, and I think the other part of this is that I think this is also a very good year for Mitch Marner to get get offer sheeted because Toronto can't can't match it. You know, with the, with the with the salary cap not going up as much as a lot of teams wanted, that also makes it interesting for offer sheets too for teams that are close to the cap mm-hmm. to force right. their hand. Right, Toronto, yeah, Toronto specifically. I, 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 you know, if if there was a year for an offer sheet, this is going to be it. Um, but they, they always uh, say though the offer sheets. I mean, if you give one, you're gonna get you're gonna get yeah, the team's gonna come back at you. Vancouver, yeah, right. Let's yeah, Bacchus, let's say guys, Bacchus we're not we're not talking. Let's say we're not talking RFA UFA. Where we we have fifteen million dollars in cap space. What do you sign Jordan Bennington to? What's the 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 term and the the amount? I try to get him. I try to get him uh, four, like I said, four and three quarter, um, five tops yeah, uh, for uh, four years. Yeah, I'd go five and a half, six. Holy shit! Yeah, that's. But I'm a goalie. Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you guys. I, I, but I, the only thing, and I listen. I know. I know that that I'm a believer in him. I think he's the guy. But at the same time, he's done this for a half season. I know. That's that's my that's so where I'm coming from. A little it bit. makes it so hard, and we we bitch about Doug Armstrong signings. This is going to be probably his most difficult signing, and I I agree. And I think uh, I think that uh, just a hunch. I think he goes to arbitration. I don't think that they're going to really work anything out. I think they're gonna, I think they're going to go. And I think a fair deal for him is like four and three quarter. Well, it, I also I also think you know, there there are a lot of things that are going to impact that. So you know, talked about the offer sheets, but can they move Allen before it's time to true? You that's know, that's because you free up you free up Allen's money. It's like okay, you get this plus. That's true. And yeah, if they can if they can unloan Allen, I have no problem with them signing Bennington to. to whatever he wants. Yeah. They have to unload Allen. They can't. Yeah. I mean, even I, in, so do do they unload him even if it's a buyout? 
they're not buying anybody. I don't think. But here's it: they're not going to have nine million dollars, ten million dollars in goaltending. They're not going to do that. There's no way. They, they can't, can't do it. No, because no. Allen's making four and a half, whatever it is. Um, and uh, if Bennington makes five, that's you're pushing ten million in goaltending. That's uh, that's not something that this team is in a position to absorb. I don't think. How much term does Allen have left? Two years, is it? I think so. Let me see. Allen, uh, yeah, his 2021 is the last year. He makes 4.35. Jesse Hill says here, Jake goes to Ottawa or Florida. I think those are two very real test destinations. Ottawa for sure. I think uh, they're going to be looking for a guy to get him through the rebuild, and I think that Jake Allen would be a perfect fit for them. Bob Rakowski said in the YouTube chat, Hamburglar comes to mind. We we talked about this comparison going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I think uh, after his performance in the playoffs, I think that's after his performance yeah. in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, I think one. that's that's no longer a comparison. Right. He's exceeded right that, and and uh, he's exceeded everybody. Fuck, he's yeah. Statistically, he's exceeded Patrick Waugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wins and Ryan Eckstall. Sure. Um, and, uh, record Cam Ward, never, Matt Murray. Yeah, that that was the list. The record will never be broken yeah. unless they expand playoffs, whatever. Which, which they're talking about doing. Which was suggested by uh, what's his face right. to yeah. reduce the games in the first two rounds. Right by uh, what's his face for the post, um, the hockey writer, um, Thomas Jim no, Thomas. No, the New York Tim, Post. Jeff oh, Gordon. Uh, uh, the New York Denzel Washington. Oh, uh, the hockey writer for the. I think it was New York Post. Anyway. Um, he he suggested that the the first two rounds be a best of five because of Which all is the, what they did in the mid eighties right 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 but because of all the injuries and everything the players are playing through to reduce the amount of games in the playoffs to kind of like not make it a last man standing kind of a thing uh, make it more of a skill game as opposed to you know like oh my gosh which team has the fewest players that have are, are still able to play kind yeah. of a thing. Which the, so I mean, that's I, a nice argument to make, and it's a discussion to have, but I, I don't think that the league's given up that revenue for those seven game series. Yeah, no, no, no way. No. I don't think that ever and, happens. And there, there would be too much, I think, too much blowback from the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win because you have to win twenty. You right. you have to win sixteen games. Even um, if that means so playing twenty eight. Larry games. Brooks. Larry yeah. Brooks. That was Larry Brooks. Yes. Yeah, he was the one who used to fight with Tortorella all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I think that uh, one of the well, okay. So for me, I'm going to say this, and I, and I kind of referenced this earlier that um, this is a difficult, difficult one with Bennington because, listen, coming from a fan and a guy who's just fucking fallen in love with that guy, I, I ordered his jersey the other day. It's it's on its way. Um. <laughs> I want to see him stay for eight years, give him whatever the hell he wants and keep him locked up. But at the same time, you have to think on a business standpoint, you did this for a half a year, man. Like we got to see it in a full year. So I really feel like Armstrong's best move. And I know this is going to lead to arbitration is we need to sign you to approve a deal. We need to see you do it for at least a full season, a bridge deal, like a two year deal. Yeah, and the problem with that, though, is if he does it, then you're really talking about a payday. But at the same time, if he doesn't do it, or at least he, he comes back down to earth a little bit, and it's like, okay, well, we'll still sign you, but not to the money you were asking after you won the cup. It's, it's a tough, tough call for Doug Armstrong. And like I said, 
I think this is going to be his most difficult signing ever, uh, being a GM in the entire NHL. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it, but I absolutely think this goes to arbitration. I, I agree with you. Um, and I think I think a 4.75 area, that's $4 million more than he made last season. And again, like you said, Jeff, we're basing this on a half a season. Uh, plus a fanta- I mean, fantastic half season and a Stanley Cup championship. I get it. Um, so it's, and that's why it's going to be very interesting. Him and Maroon. Those two are going to yeah. be like fascinating to me to see how much they sign for and uh, how many years. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I do like uh, one of the questions we got here from uh, Winnington's Mask. He says, who backs up Bennington, a former blue like Elliot Halak or Miller? Uh, Brent Kell says, who so with a question mark? Um, uh, eh, any of those three guys, eh, I don't know. I guess maybe if it's late in the year and you're still trying to find somebody, if it's, you know, late July, early August, maybe you give one of those guys a try. I will say, and this is probably just a dream scenario because I think he goes back to Carolina. And I think we talked about this already. I'd love to see Peter Morazic. I think he would be a perfect fit because if Bennington falters, he's a guy who's proven he can do it in the NHL. Plus, I think he is more capable of being a split starter than anybody else on the open market. What did Mrazek make last year? Do you know? I can't remember. I looked it up recently. He made a groin injury in the conference final. Uh, what do you spell his name? M-R-A-Z-E-K. E-K. I was going Y-K. Okay. He made 1.5 last year. Yeah. Done. Yeah, Done deal. Yeah. He's gonna get make more than that. Um, like I said, I think I think he goes back to Carolina. But man, if they could find a way to lock him up, I would be very yeah. happy with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna get a pay raise in Carolina. Not, not that yeah. not that McElhaney was terrible when he had to take over after Morassic got injured. Uh, but McElhaney's he's been around forever, and you know Scott Darling is. Yeah, he didn't pan out. So I, I think I think Morazic is going to be their guy. I don't think they don't have a stud goalie coming up next year. Someone mentioned Lack as far as being a guy. Let's see, what did he make last mm. year? Was he even in He the made six fifty last year. And Was he uh, he I think he went to the AHL, didn't yeah. he? He yeah, Calgary. Uh yeah, he didn't play a lot of games last year. He played uh four for Calgary, four for uh, New Jersey, and then Stockton Heat, and then Binghamton uh, Devils. Yeah, he did have a great tweet the other day. I'm sorry, last year was Devils, no games played. He played six yeah. games for the uh, uh, Binghamton Devils. Yeah, so we got a couple great comments here, and this is probably one I agree with with Ken Kenny Jaworski. As much as I like, I said I want to lock this guy up to eight years. I know that's not the realistic uh, I, I, answer. Kenny Jaworski says. Uh, Ben deserves a great short-term deal. So basically, pay him a lot in a short term. I I think that might be one of the directions we see them them go. I think I think if Bennington is a realistic person, uh, I think uh, and how up and down goalies can be. We've seen goalies go on great runs and then have a like a meh next season. Um, Ward. Yeah, well, taking taking a four or five year deal for a little less per year, you know what I mean, and get let they get that guaranteed money mm-hmm. uh, for a longer term as opposed to like a one or two year deal for a, a couple million more. 
make more money in the long run. And then maybe in a couple of years, he's like getting paid to not play. If that, I mean, I don't, I hope that doesn't go that way, but that's, that's a scenario that could happen. Right. I think, you know, at this point I am a believer in Bennington. I am yeah. too. It's, I'm too. It's, it is. Yeah. It's a small sample size. And maybe he's like, you know what? I, it's not getting, you know, I, I put in so much work and so much effort to get here and I won my first year. I'm probably not going to win. So <laughs> fuck it. I don't think that's, I don't think that's who he is. I, I think he's an ultra competitive guy. I think he's going to be around for a while. Um, unless there's injury. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm still leaning like two years, six and a half. Okay. I, I, uh, uh, there's a comment in the, in the YouTube chat, uh, Winnington's mask, uh, from a little bit ago. Does Steen get bought out? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think no. so. The, well, first off, this team has never bought out anybody. Yeah. So they, I don't, well, they haven't been able to afford it. They haven't been able to afford it. And I don't think Steen really meets that qualification. I, I don't think they're not strapped for cash. They don't have to do this, and Steen is a productive player on the fourth line. I mean, he's he's, he's a very, very good fourth line player. Shit. You you bring that fourth line back as your fourth yeah, line, right? He he makes a lot of money for a fourth line player, too much for a fourth right. line player. But but he's not a liability as a, on the fourth line. He's a right. he's a he's good, not David Clarkson. Right? <laughs> he's he's effective. He's effective. He's a right. very good fourth line player now in his career, and if he continues that. That's a spot for him. Yes, he makes too much money, um, but I think paying him what it, we I, I discussed this on Twitter with someone else that uh, it would cost seven and a half million to buy him out, and because he has two more years on his contract, and so uh, you buy him out at two thirds of his remaining contract, that's seven and a half million. So I think paying him seven point five million over the next two years, actually, I think it's spread out over the next four. Actually, when a team buys somebody out, it doubles the length of the contract left. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, but, but still, paying him that much money not to play—that's not something this ownership group does to people. And not, like you said, he's not worthless out there. No, he's not being no, no, healthy no, 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 scratched. Not, not at all. You might as well just play him. No, I, I, I like Steen. I, I do. Yeah. Um, not on second, third line. Third, eh. he can spot start on the third line every now and then. But I think fourth line is where that's his sweet spot now in his career. Right. Yeah. No more point on the power uh, play. No, 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 please no. I will say uh, we mentioned that there was already a tweet of the season. I think we might have a runner-up here. Uh, Mandarin Mellon says, I'm not convinced that Huso isn't really just Tilda Swinton researching a role for a film. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Very well done. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We got a couple of people. Winnington's mask says Jimmy Howard. That's a possibility. Yeah. He made about, he made Jake Allen money last year. And I remember that there was a rumor that, uh, and this was a big discussion on Twitter that, uh, myself and I think a bunch of people had, I think Jeff, you were in on it too. Yes. Uh, yes, I was. Yeah. So about, uh, um, trading for, uh, uh, Jimmy Howard. Howard. Yeah. Uh, and, and replacing uh, Bennington, uh, replacing Allen because because Howard's contract was up at the end of the season, and you're moving money from Allen's contract, who is who has years left. That was and and you're essentially getting about the same goaltender. Yeah. So that would that yep. that made a lot of sense to me, but didn't happen. Bye. Uh, we got 
we got 91 reasons you lose. Uh, the blues are lucky. I'm not the GM. I give Benny a blank check and tell him to fill it in after what he did for this team in game seven. That's how it's funny. Cause like I said, I, the, the big part of me says just fucking sign him to whatever he wants. But and I know that there's a part of Doug Armstrong saying that like, this guy is the reason I am still employed, but at the same time, you got to think about this logically, you know, and it's, it's tough. Never it's so, this is why a GM before. has the toughest <laughs> that's, job. That's right. <laughs> Bill says that's never stopped the GM before. I think, and, and we talked about, we mentioned that, uh, Armstrong has made a number of bad signings, like really good, uh, wheeler and dealer as far as trades go. Um, but yeah, signing players, that's, that's where he, that's where he's screwed up and had to fix his mistakes. So that's why I'm kind of concerned about players like Maroon. Um, and I, I, if Bennington delivers, you know, okay. If, if you sign him for six plus and he, and he actually delivers, that's great. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. Sunquist, uh, he's interesting too. RFA. Um, he made less than a million last year, and I think he he should get a nice raise. He's going to get a pay bump again. I think you're going to see maybe a a prove it deal there. You're going to get a bridge contract of a, a couple, a maybe a million point five something like that. Yeah, yeah. He had goddamn. I mean, he just surprise player of the year. Surprise um, player of the year. He took a beating too. Yeah. He he was always getting uh, destroyed. Right. <laughs> He's also such a headhunter. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dirtiest team in the league. Yeah. <clears throat> so just since you brought the topic up, so I I've been watching the um, Quest for the Cup. Yes. Did the free trial ESPN Plus. So we've been watching that. Um, and go back to the San Jose series, and uh, you know Barbashev did not get suspended for his hit on um, uh, was it Hurdle or Hurdle? Yeah. yeah. So I think you know I, I was thinking about that last night when that that played. What are you doing there? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that uh, that probably played into why he got suspended for the hit that I did not think was on Johansson's set, but yeah, right. that's, yeah, I think it had to play a factor, but, um, so he's, he, he's got to be careful with, with, uh, going in next season and, uh, you know, not, not become that guy known for headshots. Uh, 91 reasons to lose. Uh, I can see army shopping Shen at the deadline. If he wants a crazy, uh, AVV or to only play the C, the letter of which Shen has said before. Oh, play at center. Um, I, I, I've said before, um, I'm a Shen guy. I like Shen. I didn't want to see them shop him last season when they were, uh, struggling. And I didn't want to see, I mean, when mid season, when they were talking about, possibly trading players i didn't want to see uh big names go i wanted the the core to stay and I, i'm a i'd like to see shen stay i know, I know his contract is, is his last season and i you know that's so far ahead and shopping at the deadline that depends on where we are in the playoffs if we're up near the top of the league shen's not going anywhere i yeah. mean at the end of the season he's yeah. not i mean if we're out of the playoffs yeah. then maybe yeah, yeah he, sure he'll be the first guy sure. to go because he's he's perfect rental bait. sure right and, but so it depends on where we are, and I, I wouldn't imagine that I, I imagine we'd be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. that's uh, you a lot would of think, things can happen. I know you would think that we're in the playoffs, and I would so I would think 
based on that, that I'm, I'm going to predict that Shen is not going to be traded at the deadline because we should be in the playoffs. And he's a key player. Uh, definitely uh, evaluating goalies for sure is a major weak point, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah, yes. I, that's tough. Yeah, we've how we've many talked times? about this. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's been that's been our shtick. Well, I just said Doug it. Armstrong hasn't made a good call on a goalie except for the Bennington call-up. Right, and that was almost something he was forced to do. Right, I mean, you didn't have any other choices. I mean, right. Huso would have been the guy if he was playing better. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, would you buy out any Blues player? No. I know. I, I wouldn't either. And I think Steen is like the pop. Steen's been the popular choice for a while, just because he makes so much money and his production is not what it used to be. Yeah. At this point, just pay him out. Yeah, he's got two years left though. Yeah. No, I'm saying. Oh yeah, right. No, I, yeah. Pay out. Let him let him play out his contract and you know bring him back as a coach when he's done. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Kenny Jaworski says Armstrong is good at screaming at Zamboni drivers. <laughs> do your fucking job. <laughs> yeah. So, so interesting thought. Do the Blues? Yeah, I think Chris Thorburn's playing career is done. Unless do he the, wants to play in San Antonio for another. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he does. He's like that. The the whole story when when he got called up with you know his his family stayed his in St. Louis, right? So yeah. does does the organization find a role for him? Uh, in well on the coaching staff if they well if he find i i bet you he gets something because of his son yeah not that he's hurting for money but you get the, you get the benefits <laughs> does he replace brett hull <laughs> as, as the <laughs> as, lovable face of the franchise ah uh, he's a shave first <laughs> i'm not sure he's a the most marketable face <laughs> with that beard um but I, I, I honestly, I could see him going back to Winnipeg in a role like in a in a management type role. I I think I think he because it, I I know that the like I said he's not hurting for money. He's I mean he's been playing league for a while. He should have I mean assume he should have money you know in the bank. But um, with his son and the medical costs with the son, I think uh, that was a major reason why the Blues you know put him on the roster for playoffs was to get. You know benefits and things. So, and and his son, the the doctor they found that worked, is here. Yeah, that's that's the key, right? So yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. I'm not. I mean, he could easily become a scout for another team and and just be told, hey, you're going to scout the Central Division. That's what Chris Pronger did before he got the job with player safety. That's what a lot of players do. They live in that area, and they say, yeah, you're going to be a scout for the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Hurricanes, and they basically just sit in St. Louis and just go to the home games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Keith Kachuk is considered a scout for the Blues. Right. Right. Which, And that's why he was on the ice. You think he would have uh, told the Blues to trade up and draft Brady Kachuk? <laughs> that's your son. Uh, Keith said, uh, T-shirt idea in the YouTube chat. Zamboni image with caption, do your job. <laughs> Love it. I like it. That's a good one. By the way, uh, Miles, if you're listening, congratulations. I should have mentioned this earlier. The uh, the winner of our bracket challenge. Uh, Miles, your shirt is on the way. Hopefully, it'll be arriving here pretty soon. Um, did you? Yeah, you, that was, uh, you, was the t-shirt winner. You did You did try it on first, Jeff, right? And, and make sure it fit okay? I actually played hockey in it first. 
Okay. And didn't wash it. You, I was you, you better not have because there are sites that sell garments and undergarments previously worn by other people that people pay good money for. So I'm just saying. That's a thing. Well, there you go. That's a thing. We can market Jeff Ponder's previously worn clothes <laughs> on watch. Exactly. I already do, and for some reason I'm, I'm just not getting anywhere with it. Huh. Well, you can plug it on the show now if you want. Well, there we go. <laughs> At least 35 people will listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We are out of topics. Yeah, and uh, it's 11.30. It is. We're out of time. Hell of a season, boys. Yeah, it was Man, fun. this was good. I almost want to keep having shows to keep drinking these beers out of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> the beers from the uh, Teal Town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From Winning Bets. Yeah. And I, I, I think we should, we obviously have to propose a bet or uh, with the Teal Town guys the first game of the season next year that we play. Yeah. I mean, just to give them a shot to win something back, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if, if the Blues win that game, they have to never make a bet with us again, right? <laughs> they're, though they're over two, um, and uh, yeah, I, I would, I would not. I mean, you know, well, if I were them, I'd keep doing it. Yeah, till you win. Law of average. Win and then quit. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> like the Blues can win every game against the Sharks till the end of time. Just or when can we have they? Bets. <laughs> right. Well, as long as it's not a five-minute power play at the end of a near in the third period. We I also have some other okay news to announce, guys. Uh, Kenny Jaworski and I are going to be starting our own podcast next season. We are going to be the Win- We Went Blues podcast. <laughs> we Went Blues Radio. <laughs> I have a slight problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, thank you, everybody, in the YouTube chat for joining us tonight. That was, uh, it was some good discussion. Yeah, I mean, good this tweets. is, uh, good you know, guys. good tweets. The, uh, David Perron was pushed into a pool. Did you see that video of the yes, the, yes, the the entourage of the UFA fighter that was at the same pool as the Blues uh, pushed somebody into one of the Blues players into the pool, and he says it's Perron. Was it Perron? I couldn't. I, I thought it was, was Sunquist. It looked like it. Okay, I, I didn't. I couldn't really tell who it was. It, it was the camera was kind of far away, but yeah, they he was celebrating the side of the pool, and he got just shoved in, not in a nice way either. Apparently, they weren't too happy about the Blues uh, celebrating the Cup championship while they were there or something. I don't know. I think it. I, what I heard was they didn't like that they, they were playing Gloria for them. Fuck them. Yeah, come on. There, there's like a th- billion bars in the in the United States. You got to be the same one. Go somewhere else. You're, you're a UFA fighter. You're yeah. not going to remember it in three weeks. <laughs> well, my, my Fury, favorite part uh, was, Fury, was... The fighter Fury. Oh, was, uh, my favorite part was the no. fact that after he got pushed, know. he just kept partying. Yeah, he stayed well, in the pool and he just kept partying. Well, the guy who pushed, if it was Prawn, pushed Prawn in. Uh, I don't know if it was Shen or somebody else uh, gave him a shove after. Uh, not in a violent way, just like, hey, you know, get the fuck out of here, kind of thing. So, yeah. They, yeah. The Blues handled it very well. It could have been kind of a mess. Oh, and yeah, so one one last point. Congrats. No, no reports of arrests. Yes. Good job, and, St. Louis. Yeah, that, that is a hell of a thing to say. I right. agree. That's fantastic. And Toronto, there was a fucking shooting at the Raptors parade. Yeah. Bizarre. Right. I know. It's bizarre world. Yeah. Did you did you hear the, the audio of the guy on stage when that happened? No. 
I have not. Oh man, it was so eerie because he's just like, listen, everybody, we're still celebrating, but we're gonna take a little break here. Uh, don't want to alarm anyone, but and it's like, oh my gosh, like it's just so weird to hear. And I'm sure that for the people live, that was very surprising, especially in a city like Toronto. Bob Burkowski said there was one arrest. So I guess Bob. I heard that. I guess Bob got arrested. (laughs) Or was it Steed for DUI? Uh, It could have been Steed for DUI or Rob Thomas for underage drinking. Yeah, could have been. (laughs) Uh, One arrest, no arrest, whatever. It was almost nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of our city for that. You know, for us having such a bad rap for being a dangerous city to have such a, a great celebration, have no problems. Kudos, St. Louis. That's awesome. I parked illegally that night, and it was I was not given a ticket. So, the the fact that there were no arrests or one arrest or whatever it was may maybe the cops were being a little more lenient that night too, which I assume after a championship they probably always are. But as yeah, long they don't, as you're not turning over cars right. and setting them on fire, that was my philosophy when I parked illegally next to Ballpark Village. I'm like, you know what? I'm parking here. And, uh, yeah, they have other stuff to worry about as a parking ticket. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that it, guys? Anything else? Eh, that's uh, it. We good? We done? That's it. We're done. Uh, hell of a season, boys. Yeah. Uh, hell of a season. Again, season seven. Love doing this with you guys. Can't wait till next year. Yep. Likewise. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Can't wait to listen to the summer series uh, starting this Saturday. Yeah. Jeff's going to do a hell of a job, so check it out. Subscribe to the podcast. I am going to be very busy, but uh, like I said, for those of you who uh, will be tuning in, uh, send in your uh, thoughts on the Blues winning the Cup. Let us know, and I'd love to read them on air for you. Uh, Radio at letsgoblues.com, four times in a row. And we've, yeah, we've got got some already, so uh, Jeff will be taking care of those uh, that we have in-house already. But yeah, send us some more. Radio at letsgoblues.com. Yep, as as Jeff just correctly said, <laughs> he's, it's he's, gonna be fun. I'm uh, I'm loving it. I mean, just being able to, I've, I, like I said, I've already filmed or, or recorded most of these, um, and then just I've done a couple since the Blues won, and here in the current, congratulations from the the people around the the league. It's just been, it's fun. It's very fun, and then just reading the emails we've gotten so far, it's made it even more fun. So yeah, stay tuned this summer, guys. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, and of course, Bill and uh, Kurt will be back sporadically as we record a couple more live shows before the next season starts. Yep, might do something after the draft, maybe something. Whenever news happens, we might uh, jump on and do a show. So uh, yeah, the follow the account on uh, Twitter is your probably your best bet to uh, uh, get information on that, or just or just subscribe to the podcast and then uh, pay attention to your podcast app or just hang out in the youtube chat do that too just well, wait yes. yeah just wait <laughs> sit there and just wait, wait. <laughs> i will do my best to keep the facebook page updated with this information as well and uh yeah uh, if you're uh, on itunes uh, give us a review if you don't mind listeners please appreciate it hopefully a good one why not uh, thanks for listening, everyone. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Damkert Price, that will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. We went blues. We went blues. Let's go blues. Play Gloria. All that stuff. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well.
Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.